You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for a Monday, I believe, February the 15th of... (laughs) Monday the 15th of February... 2021. What a bed shit start that is. February the 15th of... February <laughs> the 15th of February. Uh, now listen, bit of context as to why that was probably not my my most uh, potent intro to a podcast ever. Edward, as I introduce you, how are you first? I'm well. I'm You're good. good. I feel like I'm better than you. You are. I got sick on the weekend. Marginally. Yeah. Well, I got sick last week. And... How? I don't, well, I don't know exactly how. Like, obviously, mm. body run down, some sort of virus seeps its way in, the immunity system's down, and then just... I just thought maybe... Had I done anything. Some bloke coughed on you on a bus. No, you no, no. I mean? I don't, not that I'm aware of, possibly, but also I haven't been on any buses lately. Thank Christ. Mm. So, Thursday, you and I had a couple of meetings we had to go to. It was, a, it was a busy day. We were in and around, like, you know, we were just doing a lot of shit. By the end of the day, my, my throat was feeling a little bit hoarse, and I was like... Surely it's just because I have not stopped talking all day. Like, I've just, it's been a busy fucking day. Mm. So I just tried to, like, brush it off. And then Friday I woke up and I'm like, oh, no, this is a sore, sore throat. And it was just sore all day. Usually when you get a sore throat, you wake up, it's sore in the morning, it gets better during the day, then it comes back again at night because you sort of warm it up, didn't. It was just bad as bad can get. And then Friday night, Bracey of Nude Soon fame was back in town and everyone was going to the pub and it was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, let's go to the pub. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't do anything here. Like runny nose, fucking... You went to the pub? No, I didn't go to the pub. I was like, this is, I felt like shit, but also in these, uh, you know, COVID times, I was like, you'd have to be a bit of a piece of shit to go to the pub when you're starting to come down with something, right? Yeah, definitely. So I didn't. I stayed home and I tried to watch the fight night, which we'll get to. We'll get to all of that because mm. I didn't watch the fight night. Um, and then I woke up Saturday and I was an absolute mess. I was like congested. <laughs> My body was aching. Ooh. I had to wear sunnies inside because of the light, which I am doing now. But that's, that's almost flu stuff. Dude, it was flu stuff. I'm like, oh, fuck. I have COVID. You had the flu. Dude, I, had, I was like, this is... This is Jeez, get away from me, bro. This is problematic. And uh, also, for those of you in New South Wales or anyone just paying any attention to the uh, the COVID situation, we were in the midst of like a, or we are in the midst of like a 28-day un, unbeaten streak of like community transmission. And imagine if you broke it. I was like, imagine if I'm the fucker that breaks this thing. <laughs> it would be good publicity for the pod. That's true. Well, or I mean, bad. Nah, I think it'd probably be, good. You, you, you could spin it. You could spin it. <laughs> you'd have to. You'd have. You'd find a way to spin it. But just, I was just absolutely fucked, and so I um, went to get my old COVID test, get the brain tickled, and I will say this: the uh, turnaround time has really ramped up. I had the results, I think, by the end of the day. Oh, that's incredible. That's yeah, good stuff. Look, New South Wales always gone the big lift with the COVID testing. Yeah. The benchmark, I yeah. think that's been you know referred to as, mm. and given that our little friends down south continue to fuck this up, yeah, I know. Like they can't they get on the blower to New South Wales and go help us, but or is this a little bit of a well, fuck you? We're not helping you. But the way they've seemed to have fucked up is through their their hotel quarantine. Quarantine. It's like, hey, bruh, can we get the quarantine side of things right? What the fuck are we? Is talking he still about? shortballing his mates in the security industry contracts? You'd with hope this thing? not. You'd hope not. Look, but I'm um, supposed to have a 30th down there on the 6th of March, and 
Victoria doing everything they possibly can to fuck, fuck up that. what will be a great weekend for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, they'll fuck it up. Like, this is going to be one of the great 30ths for me if I can get down there. Get there. And they just keep fucking it up. Yeah. And then all of them were like complaining about a five day lockdown. It's like, hey, hey guys, listen, it's five days. It's not a. Th- I get you've been through some lockdowns in your time. You guys love a lockdown down there, but it's five days. Stop complaining. Get your shit together. It's five days. Do you think that's a fair? Well, I th- look. I'd be saying to Dan, what's what's going on with this hotel quarantine thing? Like, are you what's going on here? Well, the hotel, answer some questions. So, I think what they did was they gave a sick patient a uh, an asthma nebulizer, and then he wasn't allowed to use it. Apparently, but he said he was told he was allowed to use it, and then it someone's touched it, and it's. It's gone. So, so I mean, I don't know. Someone was given an asthma puffer, nebulizer, and then it was shared. Nebulizer. Oh, the nebulizer is that like the? the I face? think that goes over your face. Either way, deal, deal that. I deal was that. sick. Now, someone asked me yesterday, and I asked him. I didn't even know. He's like, deal, deal that. He's like, oh fuck! Someone's already tried to explain it to me, and I didn't even understand it the first time. What a nebulizer is. Yeah, so I used to have asthma as a wee boy, and uh, you basically put the mask over your face, and you're breathing in when your chest is getting tight. Mm. Very scary as a young child. I've grown out of asthma, thankfully. I mean, uh, I've seen these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like what you use for kids and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. put the fucking it's oxygen, basically. I so think. is asthma something you can like just not have anymore? I thought it's something you had for life. No, dude. Like, I mean, I think you can grow out of it. You can grow out of it. You can go into it as well. Yeah. Right. If I like, like, have you always had hay fever? No. Grow into it. Hay so fever, you can yeah. become a beta. Yeah, dude. Yeah. In adult, time, adult onset hay fever is the biggest pain in the ass. Like, I see spring coming. Two seasons off. I'm like, fuck, I can see it on the horizon. This is going to be tough. <laughs> and for the first couple of weeks of spring, I don't get I don't get any antihistos. I just... I'm just like, cop it. But it's more like, oh, has it hit yet? It hits day one of spring. If not a couple of days before, you are already sneezing. But I'm always like, no, oh, fuck, surely. Mate, what's more <laughs> but fucking... But is that part of you, you know, going, maybe this year I don't have it? No, look, no. Because I know that I've got it now. Like, trust me... <laughs> There's no getting out of, of hay fever. It is the biggest pain in the ass. I still sneeze a lot year round now, but spring, it's not just sneezing. Because I can deal with a bit of sneezing. It's like itchy eyes, swollen eyes, runny nose. Like a runny nose to the point where I would walk around my house just with like tissue jammed up it and just like, well, this is the day. <laughs> and I'd have to like change them out. Of course you've got to change them out. Well, yeah, because I'm not a pig. Yeah, but um, I imagine they get drenched. That's what I mean. Like saturated. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In which case, they would become ineffective. You'd be surprised. <laughs> but yes, they do become ineffective at some point, but you don't want them to wait. Look, this is, saying, this is a rambling opener. Yeah, it is. It really is. And, and all I'm saying is the reason I fucked up the intro is because I'm sick, or at least I was sick, and I'm getting better. But I don't have COVID, and that's the most important thing. I've just got your old school 2019 run-of-the-mill flu. Or cold. Or cold. I think more cold. I think more cold. I've never had a flu, fun fact. Really? Yeah. Oh, bro, they'll get you. Nah. To be honest, if I, I had the But flu, I'm the son of a of tank a, water of drinker. a tank water man. Do I, you know what I mean? I like, had a flu it, a couple of years ago. You get it. And I was, I was wiped out for four days, mm. like wiped. Mm. If, I had ha- if I had been told at that point, like if I'd had the feeling I had then, now, and they're like, yeah, this is COVID, I'm like, I'm going to die. Mm. But because I knew it was a flu, I'm like, oh, look, it's tough, but I'll get through it because COVID's all, you know, the rage. You did fucking scare you. But all I'm saying is I feel like almost a little bit of a hipster. 
Like I've got something like the thing that used to be cool, which is like the 2019 cold or flu, whatever, and no COVID. I'm just like a throwback. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, look, if you, if I've always, I've always, that's been, how you want to. Well, I've always it. been a bit, you know, that way inclined, a bit cool, a bit weird. It's not cool. even as common anymore. There's all those things saying how we've almost eliminated the flu from all the lockdowns. This is year. that true? In New Zealand, there's sure uh, there was some stat that like 99 percent of like flu cases are kind of gone this year. Yeah, but yeah, but that's not just because we are fucking not. The flu, but the flu's been doing its thing for a long time. Like, I can't see us getting rid of the flu. Yeah, the flu's going to fully get rid of it. Flu's but undefeated. In terms of the season we had. Is well, the flu undefeated? Well, well, it's been defeated, but I mean, like, it's been a... Isn't the flu a It's pandemic? a mainstay. Yeah, it's a mainstay. It's a staple. Not to get all fucking hopper on you, but isn't the flu mm. a pandemic, technically? Like, don't we all get that? Or is it a different one in each country? I don't know. Because it, it's, influ- it's influenza. Yeah. Flu short for influenza. Well done. Oh, thank you very much. I'm here all day. I don't <laughs> I don't know if it's a pandemic or if multiple strains mean that it's not. I don't know. Look, Dior. This is all very Look, we're all we're we're on the forefront of science and, and uh and research here. Look, have we been have we been in the lab all weekend? Crunching numbers? Sort of. I mean it depends what your lab is. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I think because there's so many different types of flu, it's not a pandemic unless it's all the same. Like, but does it? But is it? Does it? Does it have a common ancestor? Was there the original, the OG, yeah, yeah. who splintered? Um, Patient zero. Who ate the flu? The bat? first flu. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fuck. This might be tough. There will. So on the pandemics, <laughs> there was an 1889-90 flu pandemic. Which they called the Asiatic flu or the Russian flu. Eighteen eighty nine. Yeah, which was the first pandemic. That sounds to me like the culprit. That could have been first flu. Mm. Just type in the first but- ever flu. <laughs> Influenza virus A. Hang on. First. Ever. Bet this wasn't expe- what you were expecting to be. The doing first that. pandemic worldwide economic that undoubtedly fits the description of influenza. Appeared in 1580. There we go. Beginning in Asia and Russia and spreading to Europe via North Africa. There we go. There we go. First so, flu. 1518, this motherfucker is 500 years old. Yeah. 502. Seen plenty of winters. 503. Seen plenty of winters. This is its 503rd winter. If I'm correct in my math, yeah. I could be wrong. But Pretty good at math, though. No, that's two, a lot. 1580, 80. Well, 80, not yeah. 80. Well, like, you're going to have to deal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone else worked that out. All we're saying is... It's seen some winners. It's seen some winters. It's seen 441. 41 winters. And uh, so, I mean, to think that, you know, it's going to stop now because we've sort of locked down for a couple of months. I I think that's naive. I don't think so. I think he might just be... The flu might be sunning itself on a beach and just sort of going, I'll just chill here until all you idiots come out of your house again. It's having some R&R. Yeah. It's got its nutsack out and it's It's enjoying the sun. Getting the sun. Now... We do have the golf on while we are doing this podcast because uh, a good friend of ours, Michael Pride, mm. professional gambler, uh, about he's coming up to it. How many? If you if you haven't, how many days has there been since two thousand eleven? It would be like three thousand, wouldn't it? At least so three sixty five a year, twenty eleven to ten years ago. Yep, I'm just I'm, I'm four thousand days, three and a half thousand. 3,600 days, something like that, punters and dribblers. How That's how long it's been since he's worked. Well, yeah, if we're going from the last day. Yeah, of... just say just say tw- all of 2011 until now. 
fall of 2011. Yeah. Uh, so January 1st, 2011 was yep. 10 years, one month, one week, and six days ago. Right. So how many days? Like, I need individual days. Like, how many thousand days are we dealing with? How many with? days from Jan 1st, 2011 to today? Because the reason we got the goal fund is uh, Michael Pride, professional gambler, dear friend of ours, tipped us into Max Homer to win uh, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Is that what it's called? AT&T, uh, Pebble Beach. Yeah. Uh, Pro-Am, but without the AM this yeah, year yeah, because, yeah, because of, COVID. of COVID. Now, our boy Max Homer is... You Twelve got, under. You got him. You got on him at thirty-one dollars. I got on. I, him bo- at, I think I boosted him to forty. But yeah, I got on him at eighty-one. He was fucking coming eleventh when I went to bed last night. He's now coming third, I believe, or maybe fourth. Now that there's a few. Anyway, he's look. He's close enough for us to be interested. But he needs to get a fucking wriggle on. Let me put it that yeah, way. Yeah, he does. Like um, he needs to start burning the shit out of this thing. Yeah. See, look, Jason he's, Day just misses. He's basically three back. He's three back, and he's got six holes to play. So he needs to get a fucking wriggle wrigle. on, or hope that everyone in front of him shits their pants. Uh, so we may be intermittently getting distracted by the golf. But shout out to Michael Pride, one of the one of the big lifters uh, in the punting space, professional gambler. Did we land on days, Dave? Um. So yeah, my calculations work out to be three thousand six hundred ninety-three, give or take. That's how many yeah. days since he's had a real job, respectfully. Because he's been a professional gambler since 2011. And a dear friend. And a dear friend now. New friend, dear friend. That is dear. Dear. Dear, dear. Close to our hearts. Um, and you may be hearing more of Michael. You may be. Uh, in the not-too-distant future. Um, while we're on punting, Eddie, mm. and while we're on... Uh, dribbling. Dribbling. <laughs> A special shout out at the top of the show has got to go to Alex Swanton of Nut Trucker Dribbler fame. Yep. Now of Greyhound shit hot tips fame. Yeah. Of I can back a dishy fame. Yeah, yeah. Of, and it wasn't like none of that fucking dollar fifty crap. No, no, there no. There was value there. He he popped a thing in the punters and dribblers page late Saturday, basically saying about six p.m. About six p.m. Saturday, saying I worked at a I was doing some work at a guy's house today. He was a greyhound trainer. And he said, get on wow at Meadows. Race eight, number five at Meadows, I think is the- The Meadows. The Meadows. Dog called wow. Mm. And listen- Yellow dog. Yellow dog. The P's and D's got it. Coming out of box five. Beautiful stuff. And- Look, the P's and D's got around it. Look, for whatever reason, like a lot of shit tips get thrown around in there, but for some reason the stars align and we all just hopped on this fucking pooch Mm. and just whipped him home- Mm. Collectively. Collectively. Sometimes I think that a collection of punters and dribblers whipping something home yeah. gives it an extra yard of pace. Yeah, like a, like if you're sort of – it's kind of like, uh, you know, they do like um, group meditation and they try and like all send positive vibes to one specific area. Yeah. So that's like if we were to hold like a group meditation session, that's essentially what it was. And it was that we were all sending – these like absolutely over, an overwhelming amount of like punters and dribbler vibes, which has probably never been harnessed before like it was on the weekend. That might be the first time it's ever happened where hundreds, if not thousands of dribblers mm. and punters. I like that it was late in the day on a Saturday, the tip comes through almost as if it was there to help out those in need. Because yeah. people would have done their ass on the Saturday races, yeah, yeah. especially with a bit of rain around. You know, a wet track makes it hard going for people. Yeah. Like, if you were punting on Randwick on the weekend, good luck. Yeah. Heavy track. Very. So, 
Alex comes down as if from the heavens and, and gifts us something. Here we go. One more. This is a get out. Yeah. This is a get out. Because it didn't run to like 10 o'clock, did it? No. Oh, was that it was nine? Quarter to nine. Quarter, quarter to nine. Quarter to nine, yeah. Perfect stuff. Got up. A lot of a lot of, a lot of of P's and D's made a lot of money on that. Heaps of money. Yeah. I wonder who won the most. Well, Swanee chucked a hundo on there. Did he? Yeah. He was like, <laughs> he goes, I got a lead from the front. Okay. I so, respect that. Yeah, I respect, respect the hell out of that. Yeah, of course you do. So shout out to Swanee of Nut Trucker fame slash shit hot pooch tips fame. Um, we all owe you a debt of gratitude for that one. And then also, you know, a, uh, a tip of the cap to Neil So, who's doing his goddamn best to try and change the collective conversation around his tips. Which and is his like, name. And his name. Well, Swanee took his N. That's what I've. That's what they were saying. So he's now just Ilso, and he's a two N Swanton. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's now Ilso. <laughs> Ilso. Oh my god. Ilso, bro, come on, be better. God, Ilso, but Ilso, Ilso tried to re- tried to recover by putting, uh, what was it, Gilbert Burns to knock out um, Kamara Usman in the first round, paying fifteen bucks. And look, as we know, if you if you go if you jump on any of Nilso's tips and they don't come off, like it's only you've got yourself to blame. But in fairness to him, <clears throat> or at least to give him something. Give him something. Just I don't think him... fairness isn't. No, it's not fairness. It's just, <laughs> fairness it's not fairness. Right. It's just to give him something to keep his spark lit. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, to stop his flame going. Exactly, out. like a candle in the wind, <laughs> never knowing who to turn to when the rain set in. Almost came off, but didn't. It, but it didn't. <laughs> but he rocked like if it. you if you put the bet on and you went to check your account balance. It will reflect that the bet didn't win. What you'll see when you check your account balance is that Nilso's tip was actually wrong. There'll be an X next to yeah, it. Yeah, It'll yeah, be yeah. red. It but, won't be green. It'll be red. But if you'd watched the first round, there was about a 20-second window where you thought Nilso's tip might have come off. And you and you were possibly thinking about giving his end back. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day. The fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, 
I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I will. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY... You get fifty bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get a hundred bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport dot shop. Bang rose on there. Code manly. Fifty bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yep. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. All right, Eddie. Well, look, it's been a f- again. We're we're in the the depths of February, the worst sporting month. Of the year, um, but there's been enough on for you to, to get around a bit. You know, there has still been enough. Um, it's been enough. There's been enough. Now, Australian Open obviously going on, and I tell you what, the King Nick Kyrgios, his performances of late have been nothing short of orgasmic. Now, yeah, he's out. He's out of the tournament, but that bloody five set comeback win over. That French dude. Umber. Umber. Ugo Umber. Like, you couldn't have more of a beater name with the greatest respect to Ugo. Um, but I think Ugo knows that. I think Ugo's sort of like, you couldn't have just caught, you couldn't have made it Hugo. Like, you couldn't have. Um, but the five set comeback. But then it was the, to be honest, it was the one against Tim, team, Dominic team. Uh, World number three. Thinks he's a bit of a mover and shaker. He does. I don't team, see team it get, that way. Team gets high on his own supply. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He smells his own farts. Big time. Now, and, look, all due respect to Tim, because he's a tremendous tennis player, but he does get high on his own supply. Yep. He went up against Nick, and Nick fucking rattled the shit out of him in those first Nick two sets. doesn't have a coach and doesn't train for the game of tennis, and he's... And like, didn't play last year. And didn't like play at last all. year. And he's, like, just sort of mooched around Canberra. Took the first two With all sets. Respect. Took the first two sets off the number three in the world. Yeah, and then only it would seem because of the sort of mentality of Nick didn't win the game. Nick pumps up people. Like I was watching up at the Mossman RSL. He had the big screen, the biggest in Mossman. They they call it. I I would argue. I would argue. Biggest north of the bridge. This thing's fucking huge. <laughs> It could be bigger south of it the could, bridge it too. Could, it could be the biggest. This could be the biggest thing in the southern great, hemisphere. In the greatest Sydney. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the stats and figures in front of me, but it's a big TV. It's fucking huge. Yeah. Nick got that. They had Nick on the big screen, and the fights have been relegated to you know the corner of the establishment. But in fairness to Mossman RSL management, it was the right call because the king fucking riles people up. They love to watch him. Like, he is a lot of fun. Not and only- those first two sets, 
They were like as fun as a game. Had everyone aroused. That's- like everyone goes, oh shit, that's right. Tennis is sick to watch. But the, he's the happy Gilmore at tennis, without a shadow of a doubt. But mm. the, those first two sets were like the they were almost the the funnest tennis I've seen in terms of like a tennis player playing to the crowd. And he's a showman. He's a showman, dude. He's a showman. Like he was just about pumping everyone up. Obviously, we have to talk about the drop serve, the underarm serve to win the second set. And then as he walks into off... Into a billy walk. Into a billy walk, dude. <laughs> and, like, puts his arms over the air. The whole crowd's going psycho. And then into a billy walk. And then, obviously, basically from that billy walk, everything's downhill. But it's like... The way... No, there was a slide up here when he had break points in, in like, the third yeah, set. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was watching it with you, friend of the show, and we were like, I feel like he should have won that. Like, feel like if he was going to win this game, he should have got that break point there. Because... We all know Nick's temperament, and we all know that he, and this is no offense to Nick, not the strongest upstairs ever. No. He's not He's not a goat for mental strength. No. Far from it. No. Goat entertainer? Yes. Not goat for mental strength. No. And felt like when he missed those break points, something flipped, and it was a slow decline into an L he after is, that. He is... And, you know... He is crazy, though. Like, And again, this all happened, I'm pretty sure, in the week since we've last on the podcast. So it might it have did. been the one, might have been when he played Ugo Umber or maybe even the one before then. But at one point in one of those games, he he looks at the, his box and he goes to his brother, get your girlfriend out of my box. And he said it a couple of times. And everyone's like, oh, what the fuck? Is there some beef there? Like that's a very particular and pointed thing to say to an individual during a tennis match. And it- then afterwards he goes... I tell him not to listen to anything I say. Yeah. To, but like that's and listen, I'm I'm we're all pro king. We're riding king. But is that what he tells the media? Do you think, or do you, like, is that a sort of a cover going? Oh, fucking crazy me. Or do you think that a sledge like that, or an outlandish comment like that in the middle of a game comes from somewhere? I would think it would have to. That's what I'm saying. He's try, like he's saying it's nothing, and I'm like, if it's nothing, that is some serial killer level crazy shit to say out of anger in the box. But tennis sends you mad. I know it does. It's the only sport where you are literally by yourself. Well, golf. Oh, you got a No, you got a caddy. Surfing, potentially. Swimming. Swimming, sure. It's not, so look, it's not. But But surfing's, I mean, swimming's sort of lame. Running. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, boxing. But like, they're out there for five hours sometimes. I know. That is a fucking long, ridiculous amount of time. Now, a dribbler, we've obviously got dribblers, but this one was just a specifically pointed one about Curios that I managed to hear, and I thought it best to play it during the Curios yarn chat as opposed yep. to when you get to the dribbles and then people go, oh, I bet you've already spoken about it. So I believe that our friend Dior Dave, who I don't know if we've said hello to yet. Hi, Dior. Hello. Officially. Hey, good morning, everyone. Morning. Yeah. Um, good work with the flu stuff. Yeah, man. great work with the flu Thanks, and yeah. the days of the year sort of looking up. That you could have been, look, you could have been quicker look, yeah. if you're looking for feedback. You know, maths and science are not two of my strong suits, but... See, that surprises there, me. Right. That surprises me as well. But then also it doesn't because he's very musically inclined. That's he's a, true. He's a creative. Me and him are like more of the, is it left brain, Dave? Right. Is right brain more you? I'm left brain, you're right brain. Okay. I it's the opposite. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. If you're left-handed, it's right brain. But I'm just saying, which one's the left creative one? The creative one. Which one's right? The creative is right. What did I just say? Yeah, but yeah, we're okay. just checking yeah. everything. Mate. Yeah, yeah, sure. But that's a very right. That's a very uh, left left brain thing to know. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I'd say Dave's probably more right brain like myself. Look, this early in the morning. Are I'm you left-handed or right-handed? Right-handed. Mm. It's not about which hand you have. It do, it do, so what, all it, creative people are left-handed? A lot of them are, statistically. Well, thank you very much. Except I throw right-handed, which obviously means that I've got some, you know, some nous about me as well. <laughs> I'm ambidextrous. Basically, I'm fucking triple threat. A mate of mine yesterday, I played pool against him, and he plays pool left-handed, but everything else, he plays right-handed. Now, pool, would you say pool left-handed is this? Holding yeah, the stick in your left hand? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I do left-handed. left-handed. But I think I can do right-handed as well. But I, I throw right-handed. I can kick both feet. I doubt that. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> Off the ground, I can, yeah. Place kicks and like soccer and shit, I can, yeah. Well, like you can kick conversions with both feet. Yeah. I respectfully, and this is obviously like I've known Eddie for a long time and he's a, like, he's a dear, ne- close friend of mine, but I've never, I haven't come across anyone more uncoordinated. So I'm just trying to work out how possibly you kick with both feet. At a proficient level. Well, like, maybe he's... I could kick a ball with Off the feet. ground. Off the ground. But, but yeah. Tom, maybe what he's saying is that he kicks equally with both feet. He didn't say whether he kicks <laughs> well. shit, yeah. no. <laughs> What's up for you? Well, look. <laughs> Possibly. Look, I mean, would you be able to kick a conversion with both feet? Or you're just saying you'd be able to hit the ball with your foot? I reckon I could kick a conversion with both feet. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, right in front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, not, you're not wanting to go from out wide, which is fine. That's all right. If you I, think but that, I think that's fair. No, that's fair. I think I don't want to set unrealistic expectations. No, that's okay. Look, I know we've got a lot of challenges that we've got to do, but and we'll get to them. We'll get to them we in, will, time. in time. All we need is patience. Oh, I forgot what we were talking about. We're talking about dribble. Yes, yeah, we right. Do that. And Let's you go. can't kick with both feet. Yeah, left brain, right brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh yeah, g'day, fellas. Tom, Eddie, Dave, Dave. I'm very sorry for abusing you last time. I actually think you're a decent bloke, even if you're a massive turncoat. But like you're actually a decent guy. I was just guy. the guy that called him and no, said, "Fair, fair just, play, Dave." It might have been. I don't. But know. um, you know, I'm 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 not normally a tennis dribbler, but I want to have a tennis dribble tonight, fellas. And what I want to dribble about is the king, the the king himself. Like you know, he may have lost. He may have lost to the third seed Dominic team, but you know, there's there's no shame in losing to someone in the top five. And he gave it a red hot crack. He he did really well. And all I want to say is. You know, Nick, he is the most representative player of the millennial generation in Australia that I can think of. You know, he's, he's mixed race. He's half Greek. He's half Malaysian. That's, that's very progressive of Nick Kyrgios. And he, you know, he, he just has a lot of head noise. He has a lot of head noise. For, for a millennial, which is not uncommon. Not uncommon at all. Like, you know, most, most millennials, speaking as a millennial myself, you know, yeah, you got a lot going on in the head. And he <laughs> verbalizes that in a mysterious way, you know. He, he has a good go. He has a good go at it. He verbalizes head noise in a vocal manner. And he, he just knows what he's doing. He he has a good go. <laughs> Cuts off there. Yeah, yeah. Second. Okay. <clears throat> so from that, I, he so has he, a good go. But he verbalizes his head he's noise. The, he's just saying he's the perfect representation of a millennial tennis player. Like, he's the most truthful representation of a millennial tennis player. Yeah, yeah. I'm with him. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, fellas. I just cut off from my king dribble before. Like, all, all I want to say is that 
he is a true millennial hero. You know, he's he's got so much head noise. He 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 does what he wants to do, and you know, he's got so much unfulfilled potential. Like as, as is the case with most Australian millennials, he has a shit ton of potential, but only breaches it to the point which is enough to get him by. You know, he does nothing to go above and beyond that. He just reaches his own potential. Oh, he doesn't even reach his own potential. Like, just does does what's got to be done. And that's that's all it is, you know? He He's a hero. He's the most I think we can all... I think that's, his, that's the extent of what he says. And... We can all basically relate to. I just found that a perfect summation of like the millennial. It's like just do what you need to do to get by, so you can go to the pub on the weekend and get flogged with all your mates. The head noise. It's it'll be there, but it's about blocking it out. Blocking it out. Doing the bare minimum, and then and going to the pub. Going to the pub, <laughs> which he does. Which he does. Like he goes out before fucking. I think it was when was it he, Wimbledon before he played Nadal. He was out on the piss with yeah. a journal, yeah. and in the like in the the presser after the game was like, "Oh, didn't I see you last night? The pub is out on the red." Yeah, at Wimbledon. At Wimbledon, couldn't give a fuck. Or you know, like he, he cares about going to the pub. That's what I do know. But he doesn't seem to be that rattled about playing Nadal on grass. But it's just there's a lot of it where like at people, a major people don't understand. The king. There's a lot of the older generation who get pissed off about him and about the way he behaves. And I can't remember one, some tennis, former tennis player, I think it was a female, I can't remember her name. She came out and she was like, I don't know if he's a good bad guy or a bad good guy. And he's like, you don't know fucking anything about me, doll. But it'd be like war veterans who, you know, having come home from the war and, and reared sons only to see them, you know, in leather and long hair and shit, like, in you know, the, the, in the 60s. Yeah. And they're going, what the fuck is going yeah. on? King, like, King's the that's fig- not my era. King's the face of the new Roaring Twenties, basically. That's exactly right. Things are different in the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. And King's, you know, King's at the forefront of, of a changing culture, a culture shift. Yeah, that's right. You know, we're fucking been downtrodden by our boomer parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a bit younger than us, but I feel like we're pretty much the same age, <laughs> certainly in mentality. And, you know. Yeah, look, we're not that far apart in age. How old is he? 24, 25? Yes. We're actually not that far, are we? Um, if he's 24, I'll fucking throw up on myself, though. That's a hell of a life to live at 24. He's 25. Still pretty young, isn't so it? So five years between me five and the king. Well, Turn, turning 26 this year. Okay. Oh, so four years. Four years. Well, so what's that? Seven years for me? I'm 32 this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, either way, the king, I just haven't, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone be more entertaining in a tennis game, including any other king game, than those first two sets. And obviously, he's playing in Australia, so all the crowd's on his side, but it was just like, he is probably the most entertaining tennis player yeah, I've ever and seen. He, I doesn't, think. he doesn't get like from taking away obviously when Federer plays the game. Yeah, that's but, more art. But this exactly, is like showman. Yeah, no, this is Federer's art. This is more like punk rock. Yeah, you know, this is Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, you know yeah. This I mean? is like chicks showing their tits yeah, in the crowd. This yeah. is Happy Gilmore tennis. Yeah, yeah. this is exactly right. It's that's like exactly mosh right. Pits where you get beat up. Exactly. He goes out of his way to hit tweeners. Yeah. Dude, goes was, out of his way. He, there was one that he hit a tweener where he was up. To, he had, I think, he had two breaks, or it was he had two. Uh, he was two points up to like win his service game, mm. 
And it was like he needed to because he'd been broken or something. And he goes for a fucking tweet. He goes for a tweener and fucks it. And you're like, what are you doing? But the balls, the fucking nutsack. Just to to even have a crack at the underarm serve. Like, and the way he does and, it. And, yeah you, could, and it. yeah, you could say, oh, but he's up 40 love. Like, it's not a nutsack. But I'm like... But it is though because the set's on the line. The and set's on the, the line. Third in the world home home uh, event. Yeah, like the crowd and he goes there. the underarm serve. It's actually brilliant. There's a couple of tennis players that have come out being like, well, some hate it, but others. Are. I think even Federer was like, it's genius. Yeah, and also it's they genius. they talk about how well it should be used more. But they say that he a lot of people try and do it. This is what the commentators were saying on Friday. Was it? Yeah, Friday. They were like. A lot of people, well, not a lot of people do it, but there are other tennis players that do it, but no one hides it as well as him. The way he does it. Because of his action. His action, it doesn't look like he's about to do it at all, and he doesn't really look, he doesn't, and he just, he bamboozles motherfuckers. There's nothing more almost pathetic, and I mean this with the greatest respect, than seeing the person he's serving to realize they're about to get uh, underarm served and them desperately trying to sprint to it. Well, that's you're like, because it's just you're not making it. Look, I get it. He's but he's got the biggest serve. Like Nick's what got one of the great serves on tour plus, right? Oh, and the rest. He can get up to two twenty. Not a, not breaking a sweat. But Tiam was standing so far back, yeah, which makes his his underarm serve so much more potent because Tiam was serving like one eighty beat of shit, yeah. so he couldn't pull it off because no. Nick was on the baseline anyway. Tiam was basically back with the the umpires used to be, yeah. No longer this tournament. So what actually are they doing there with those lion umpires? I think it's all Hawkeye. It's all Hawkeye? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's all Hawkeye. Because I thought I noticed they don't have the challenges anymore, but no. they just show when it's close, yeah. right? Did you see that? Yeah, the I knew they yeah. didn't have the challenges for this tournament, which I didn't know was because of... I didn't know it was all Hawkeye. Mm, as far as I know, yeah. Uh, do we have an update on our man, Max? Fuck, Lashley's He's gone done. to 16 He's under. Done. Yeah, we're He's fucked. Done. Put a line through him. Put a line through it was fun while it lasted. Um, I'll be betting on golf a bit more, though, I think. Eddie. I think so. I think so. Um, but shout out to Nick. Shout out to King. Love the King. Was there anything else King-related that I was just wanting to mention before we move on? Um, yeah, him, him doing Djokovic's celebration. Oh, bros, he game. just has no respect for Djokovic whatsoever. At all. Like, couldn't have less. No. And I'm in a weird position, not really, but... Obviously, I am uh, in a Balkan household because Stephanie is half Croatian, half Serbian. She doesn't really give a shit, but her mum, like all of them love Djokovic. Mm. Djoko. Djoko, as they call him. And look, I'm not, we're not the biggest Djokovic fans in this room, mainly because we're pro-King and King is anti-Djoko. Well, and yeah, no, that's, that's half the truth. That's half the truth. But the other half is that we're pro-Federer. Well, that as well. And Djokovic threatens his existence as sure. the GOAT. But so does and Nadal, and I'm still prone to Yeah, Nadal, but you know? we're... Exactly. But you can't be pro all three of them. No, you can't. I, you don't, there's not enough bandwidth. No. And I've chosen Team Nadal and Team, Team Federer. Federer. Sorry, I have. But, yeah, Steph's mum, my mother-in-law, is a big fan of Djokovic. And, so I'm, and, she's, and then she was always talking about how curious is a fuckwit, and I'm always just like, yeah, you know... Yeah, I get it. Yeah, they don't get on. I know. Yeah, like I can't get into it. And be like, well, actually, the king's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> Out of respect. Out of the, well, exactly. She, Out of respect to her. Absolutely, she is uh, not to Djokovic. Know, no, no, she is my uh, superior. Not the word elder. Is that the word? But that's like I don't want to say you're old. It's a uh, you can say elder because they're older than you. I know, but you know, some people like don't say that. She wouldn't. But I'm just thinking in a sort of a tribal 
Would you say elder? Yeah, in a tribal setting, yeah. In a tribal setting, elder? I think so, yeah. Sweet, she's my elder, with the greatest respect. Shout out to Marina, who I assume is not listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. That tennis. King's a king, that's tennis. Uh, Ash Barty. We're on the Ash Barty We're train We're on the now. Ash Barty train now. Not that we weren't, but now it's full well, blown. Look, it's it's now it's now one hundred percent back on the Ash Barty train. Not that we hopped off, but we are now back on it. Well, I think it was basically an Australia train, and as Australians fell off, it became the Australia train. All right, now it's a da, 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 now it's just solely yeah. Barty yeah. Train. The Curious Carriage is now separated. Yeah. Well, the Curious right. Carriage. Well, it, it burnt. Yeah, yeah. Carriage. Look, they yeah. cut it off, and now it's burnt. It's a it's a rubble. And then you think about someone like Alex Dimonor, who shout out to him, you know, highest ranked Australian player, but he doesn't have. Anything about him from a sexy standpoint? No, he's a fo- he's a works. He's a fighter. Yeah, but that's about it. Yeah. But Barty, number one in the world, punters and dribblers, crushing people, yeah. taking souls. Hasn't dropped a set. She's crushing people. Australia hasn't had an Australian Open winner in some time. Yeah. I believe the eighties. So we are fucking Jew. We are. You know who's a fucking dribbler? Just while we're on it, mm. <laughs> this will surprise no one. Uh, Kendrick Hatton. <laughs> I fucking out like you know we don't really um we don't really pay too much like we're not really super active on Twitter right yeah. but Kendrick fucking tagged us in something to do with Curios and Kokonakis uh off the back of a um look at all these fucking look at this so like he tagged us in something it was so he's a, big, a tweeter. Of course he is, mate. Kendrick wants to get in arguments with people on any fucking platform he can get his, like, dribbly mitts onto, right? <laughs> and he's tagged us under something, and it was curious. Maybe it was talking about uh, talking about Djokovic or something. Let me just see if I can find it. But it was just like... Yeah, when he walked out and he was doing the... the to the doubles with Kokonakis. Sorry, we're back on tennis. And he was doing the, uh, like, Djokovic taking the piss out of its empty crowd. Mm. And then uh, Kendrick's just tagged us going, trolling at its finest here from King and Cock. Then Annie's gone back. Nick Kyrgios is clearly more accomplished at trolling than tennis. Um, he's heading back to his hole in Canberra, isn't he? And then this is Kendrick again, like just engaging with these people. But he's he Kendrick is a, a troll here. Okay? Well, he's just a, a dribbler. Wish people like you would zip at Annie. Nick has played all four games of tennis in... Nick has played all of four games of tennis in 12 months and you want to give him shit for being narrowly pipped by the world number three. Frankly, you have no qualifications to comment on what elite, what an elite athlete he is. No like, qualifications. But also, like, how much of his bandwidth is taken up by getting into these? Because he, he loves a blue on the P's and D's page as well. And again, Kendrick... He just, he just loves a blue. I love you, Kendrick. You make the world... Dribblers make the world go around and you are certainly one of them. But for fuck's sake... And then... Poor man's in a lockdown right now. He's probably just at peak, you know, starting shit with people. Someone else has come in and gone, and what's he achieved with a full 12 months of gameplay, a full off-season of training? Then, Kendrick, your tweet is literally impossible to comprehend due to such poor use of the English language. (laughs) Again, like these pointless... Pointless, pointless arguments like the pointless. time of your life sent. and then this chick English isn't everyone's first language would suggest you endeavour to be a better human being but given you support a bully like Nick Kyrgios it probably isn't possible so what you get here on Twitter is basically millions and millions of Kendricks all just fucking going at each other 
and they all just want to keep doing it. Kendrick. Annie, one very quick look at this person's Twitter account shows that they are clearly Australian. Nick does more for society in his spare time and his foundation than you and I combined would probably ever be able to achieve for society. You wouldn't know that, but you wouldn't know that, but as a dribbler. Kendrick, he said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone else a dribbler, Kendrick, man. you're a dribbler, dude. <laughs> you're the biggest dribbler in town. And we're getting tagged in all those. Yeah, so because he tagged me in the first one. Oh, you see Every all reply, them. we're tagged in. And I'm just like going, why the fuck are we getting all these tags? <laughs> and it's Kendrick arguing with people on Twitter. I'm like, bruz, you are. F- we get enough of that on fucking the P's and D's page. He's got no quit in him. I'll give him that. I just can't. Like, uh, Kendrick. I'll give him that. Let us know if you've got a missus. I'm interested to know. Like to know. Love to know. I realise you are in lockdown, but also, like, bruz, you spend so much time going back and forth with people on... Basically, you got away from the point within fucking one tweet, and it started being about who speaks the English language and looking at some guy's Twitter account, and you're a dribbler. You're, you know, like, wild scenes. Wild scenes. Anyway, that is now tennis. And Kendrick being a humongous dribbler. Should we talk boxing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rugby league fight night, Eddie. Talk us. Well, I'm going to start with this. In 2021, to think that I, if I want to watch a main event, Mm. I have to have a Foxtel set-top box Mm. is fucking absurd. Doesn't make any sense. Goddamn sense. I was fully just like I was. I was a bit crook Friday, as I said. I was going to stay in. Yep. I was just going to watch the fights at home and put your feet up. Yahoo, put the feet up, and then I'm sitting there trying to get it, and they're like, "What's your Foxtel login?" I'm like, "Why would I have one of those?" With the greatest respect. Um, and then I end up calling you, and I was like, "Dude, what the fuck's going on here? I can't get the fights." And you're like, "No, dude, you need to have a Foxtel set top box." To watch main event fights. Which no one has. Of course no one has. Or if they do, then they're pretty they're old. old. I, I'm still flabbergasted. They wonder why Australians illegally stream more fights than anyone else on the planet. It's like, because you don't give us a fucking choice. Was it not even on KO? No, no, no. no. KO, KO. do it. I didn't yeah, know that. Because KO had the last No, nah, but they the, pick and choose them. Uh, they're picking they and choosing. The gallon, why wouldn't uh, you just have them all? I don't know. UFC, at least you can buy online. Yes. UFC have gone the big lift for punters and dribblers the world over, and you can just buy the cards online. I've done it many, many times yes. before. But, for example, Anthony Joshua versus the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, at some point this year, hopefully, if those motherfuckers screw us over and make, sh- make you have the set-top box... You have to go to a pub then. You've got to go to a pub. Because you don't want to... Ri- I'm not going to risk the illegal stream on that one. No. It's too big. But it just doesn't make sense. Like, it doesn't make v- business sense to me. Like, no. you are going to get so many... I'll po- buy it. I'll buy it. I was going to buy it Friday night, and I didn't buy it. I just didn't watch it. I went, fuck this. Like, and like, I wasn't even... I, it wasn't a big enough thing for me to really go and comprehensively try and stream it. Like, mm. sh- come on. But it's just... It just makes no sense to me that in 2021, main event are so far behind that they don't allow, they don't have whatever the fuck the capability is for anyone to stream it online. And there were so many people on the P's and D's page, on Twitter and everything going like, does anyone have a stream for this thing? Because I don't have a set-top box at home because I am not 100 years old. Like the amount of money they miss just by not having that as a thing. I know. 
It's um, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. Someone, if you've got is an it a idea, copyright thing? Yeah, if like, you know it why? It must be an exclusivity deal thing. That's the only thing I can think of. If but if it's, got, but no, if but if I'm main Fox event, Tell. but if I'm main event, or like I'm Foxtel, right? I'd be going. Okay, if you have got Foxtel now, you can buy the fucking fight online. Like you don't need the set top box. That's the issue mm. I've got. Does Fox own main event? No, main events owned by this brand called Ardent Leisure. Who also? Why don't they have their own website where you can buy the fights? Yeah. Or do they have it? Is it like is main event exclusive to Fox? Again, I think in the past it definitely has been main event has been exclusive. It definitely to Fox has been. Now. Yeah, right. So I mean, but then but then Ko started to get it. But Ko is also Foxtel, which is why I don't understand why Ko couldn't get this one when they're owned by the same people as Fox. Someone must know. Let us know because it's. It's fucking mind-blowing. But anyway... Eddie, we need to know. You watched the fights. I did. They Please were... Us. They were a dribbly mess. That's what I'll say. Boxing's like, not a nice... Well, I mean, look. You get really pumped up. This is this is me, anyway. You get really pumped up about the prospect of Leagueys punching on. But there's something about watching amateurs fight on TV that is just so beater like because you're used to or your mind or your eyes are used to professional boxers the best and of the best the best of the best and the style in which fights are carried out like mm. they just fucking swing it at each other yeah you know what i mean yeah. there's no guard it's just like it's just haymakers yeah. and fucking flailing jabs it's and almost shit. like they've they've televised those corporate fight nights that's exactly what it is like they're all at sea these pricks yeah Scott Prince and Carney. Carney definitely beat Prince in the first fight, and that was a draw. And I and then I was of the opinion, Jesus Christ, is this a wool pull? Are these all draws now? Yeah. That's sort of where I thought it was headed. Thank God it didn't, but... Could it, you get footage up just quickly while we continue talking of Neville Costigan getting KO'd by Junior Pollock? Because I actually yeah. haven't seen that, but um, that was the only one where you were like, that I heard was like... Okay, but so was. like Willie Mason, I mean, he got the W, we thought he would. That was that was closer potentially than... Some dribbler left a comment on our checky bet going, oh, fuck, great tips, like Nilso, like getting up. And I was like, mate, we picked four out of six. One was a draw. We picked five out of six. Well, the well we honey picked, got, we honey picked four, play, honey well, we picked four out of five. Yeah. We, the only one we didn't get was Gowabedi Mango. And the draw. Yeah, but that we would have been voided. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, there was one we missed. Yeah, I was like, what are we... Oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, he yeah. got him. Take that back. Mm. Oh. Oh, not worth it. I will say Junior Paulo looked probably the best of all of them in terms of... Well, Paulo, Paulo took it to Gal. Oh, he's fucked, yeah. Neville's fucked. Wow. I was putting in the stories on Friday as well. No it's one... Nice. No one I don't think in rugby league is scarier than Junior Paulo. And this just backed it up. He is sickening. Bang. Look at his arms, bro. Yeah. Look at his arms. Oh. Oh. Oh, shit. Thanks for coming. Yeah. No, it's him and Payne Haas, but I think he's scarier than Payne Haas. He's like, Payne's almost... No, but it's something about Junior's... <laughs> Complexion, his eyes. Yeah. You just like you. You yeah, look not, at his eyes. Complexion, not his, no, his eyes. His eyes. His eyes. Look it's here. just there is. There's like because apparently also Junior Paulo is incredibly smart. If you've heard him speak, he's a very very well spoken individual and he's apparently very intelligent. Really, which 
makes him scarier almost because it's like this really intelligent guy who then you can see behind the eyes has like a fucking, I don't know if it's like a switch that he has just control of to mm. be like, all right, now I'm just going to eat people mm. and truck nut and PCM out the ass. Well, he loves PCMs. Yeah. Apparently that's what gets him out of bed in the morning, that and snapping people in half. Yep. Speaking of snapping people in half, now we haven't heard back from our dear friend Jake Jaboyevich about whether he will snap us in half, but some guy who's a professional bull rider hit us up. Yeah, saw that. Made a lot of sense. Made a lot of let sense. Get his, let me get him up here. A bull rider. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. the eight seconds. Yeah, yeah, really like a thing. professional yeah, yeah, bull rider. Yeah. yeah. He, um, where did he go here? Jack Jack Finlay. Gents, I can help with the safety suit situation for when you get snapped by Jake Trebojevic. In the world of bronc riding and bull riding, we often wear protective vests. These vests definitely let you feel every bit of the snap, yep. but somewhat protective. Definitely the kit for the job. Trebojevic snaps soon. So all I'd need to make sure is that I want to make sure that whatever we're wearing, if Jake ever comes around to it, uh, doesn't injure Jake. Like, I don't want it to be like some sort of hard, plasticky sort of thing. I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah, but I mean, the last thing you want to do is have Jake tackle, wearing like some, wearing some like hard perspexy plastics. Yeah, yeah, suit. well, 100%. Jake fucks his 100%, shoulder. 100%, 100%. And I think that's that's reasonable of you, but I'm still not that concerned about no, Jake. No, 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 he'll, he'll break the I'm back. like... More concerned for our own well-being. Is there, I think there's a high chance of, of breaking something. Am I the only one that thinks that? Mm. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you, but that's why we're wearing a safety suit. What is it enough for these bodies? I'd be happy to have a rib broken by Jake. No, you wouldn't. I would. No, you would not. I've broken a rib before. It's horrible. Exactly. <laughs> but but you can go around and say that Jake Trebojevic broke my rib. Yeah, but that's a badge of honor, Eddie. I think getting snapped by him is the badge of honor. The broken rib is like, you got to live with that. You can have some bruises and show. you got to live with that. I guarantee if he broke your rib, you'd be going, this is, I regret it. Yeah, but I'd regret it while it was painful. That's what I mean. But then once it's better, mate, chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever, whatever the hell that fucking Keanu Reeves line is in The Replacements. Great film. Shout out. Uh, I obviously don't want a broken rib. If I can have a choice of just being snapped, no broken rib, I take that. But I wouldn't mind if that was the, if, if that had to happen, it had to happen. And obviously, like, just a little break. I don't want to do, like, complete... I don't want to break heaps of ribs. Someone just knock on the door? Think so. Yeah, I think so. Yellow! Hey. hey, how you doing? Yep. Yep. Uh, I got no idea, bro. Um, let me just... Do you want me to call this number? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, give me a sec. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because this is an office. Nine two six eight. Guess we've got three four. Three four. What's your name? Yeah. Uh, Albert. 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 Yeah, yeah. Albert. Do you need some money, Albert? What the fuck are the chances <laughs> yeah. of that? I I admire how patient and. <laughs> Nice you were. Oh, dude, he was so, an I felt sorry for the yeah. fucking guy. Like, he doesn't know what's no, going on. He, he can't was, even speak English. He was right. You are a good man. I tried to give him 50 when he left. He was just like, no, no, no. But he, at least he knew the streets. Yes, exactly. I was like, mate, you're going to be fucked getting out there trying to... Trying to find your way around if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Um, sorry for the 
I mean, that'll all get edited out, but punters, dribblers, if anything is a uh, reminder to lock the front door, we just had a 72-year-old Chinese gentleman named Albert <laughs> who couldn't speak English. Not uh, a lick. Not a lick. He uh, was given the address of this studio as a place for social housing. Um he was a sweet older man. He fucking didn't know what was going on. Poor bastard's been given the wrong address. Monday. Talk about a shit start for a Monday for Albert. Mm. Uh, Not ideal. And, you know, I'm out there trying to call these services that he's like he's got numbers for, and uh, they aren't answering probably before 9.30 on a Monday morning. You'd think so, Tom. And then one of them, I was on the, I was on there for a little bit, and then, you know, you think you're getting to the right spot, and then they just hang up on you, which I can only imagine. And then one of them, they go... If you need a translator, call this number. I'm like, well, if they need a translator, they aren't understanding what the fuck you just said to them. And well, Albert needs a fucking translator. And we just sent Albert off into the cold Sydney... Well, it's not cold, but, you know, out of the big Sydney world. And I felt bad trying to get him a taxi, trying to give him some cash. Albert to- was a man of principles, though, and he turned them all down. He was. He turned it all down. He was like, mate, I don't... But he'd come from, like... Hurstville, he said. Yeah, that's a, that's a big trek. And he'd walked here from Central... Yeah. Which isn't a short walk. Right, he's 72. That's a, that's a trek. Yeah. He would have been up at first light. Yeah. And just trying to... And I think he's like looking for somewhere to stay. Not, I think he's got somewhere to stay currently, but he's trying to find... He looks like he's doing it tough. I felt bad for him. Real tough. Um, shout out to Albert. Shout out to right. Albert. Hope he's all good. Hope you're listening. And with the greatest respect to Albert, he might still be getting to Belvoir Street by the time we finish this podcast, so I might be able to go and help him the rest of the way. Um who knows, but Albert, shout out to you, bro. That was weird. That was a very weird uh, detour. And again, lock the doors. Lock the doors. A couple of things to get to before we dribble. One of them just being quickly, obviously it's been a week since, but it was happening basically just as we finished the podcast last week, but Tom Brady, the GOAT, making it seven Super Bowls. We don't you know, talk American sport all that often, but a pretty hectic Just impressive. And just off, impressive stuff. Off the back of it, the whole like greatest goat in sport all time sort of rhetoric starts up, right? Apparently, people didn't used to talk goat chat that much. Like, apparently, it's sort of a semi new. Well, goat is idea. a new term. I remember yeah. goat. Like the the term goat has risen to prominence since we've been doing the podcast. And now it's all anyone talks about. Yeah, yeah. People it's, are obsessed with it. Well, it's an acronym that people people get hard for acronyms, right? They do, especially when and, and the, the emoji and emojis. Yes, because the goat emoji is a great one. The goat emoji probably the most overused emoji and the most like casually thrown out. Like all you have to do is fucking just. Do we say greatest all time on this podcast a lot? Sure, sure. But we but know, we pioneer. We also know what we're talking about, and we were at the forefront of the goat. Yeah. I mean, there's, saying, no, coinc- there's that no coincidence we- that we started this podcast and the rise of the goat occurred. Yeah. No coincidence. No coincidence None. at all. None. In terms of the rise of the goat, definitely due to the podcast. But well, it was first termed in September 1992 by Muhammad Ali's wife, who incorporated Greatest of All Time Incorporated uh, for Muhammad Ali's intellectual properties. So Huge. Goat Incorporated was his kind of... That's Brand. so dope. And yet it didn't take off until, what, 2015? Weird. But not that weird, because we just weird. explained why. Yeah, yeah, we did. But um, but a lot of goat chat going on. Shitloads of goat chat. And, uh, and articles published. Articles published. Again, so this one was uh, sent to us by, um, 
what would he be talking? He's Steph's cousin. I was thinking about what that relationship is to me. Antonio, shout out. Um, but it was basically best goats of all time. But it was written. By, who was it written by? Piers, Piers Morgan. Morgan. Piers so Morgan. that doesn't necessarily hold a lot of weight, but it was the one that we saw and it was interesting to see. So here's his top 10 off the back of Brady winning seven. Number 10, Ayrton Senna, Formula One. Ayrton Senna. Ayrton, Ayrton, forgive me. Number nine, Wayne Gretzky, ice hockey. I don't like that because it's a very fucking... But Wayne Gretzky dominated. I know he dominated. It's more just like, it's not a global sport. But also neither is NFL, really. And that was reflected in the fucking... Oh, yeah. Michael Phelps, number eight. Roger Federer, number seven. Interesting that, I mean, if you've got Federer there, does Nadal... Or is it just because Nadal was so dominant on clay that you just go, sorry, bro, you're not in there? Well, that's I think that's what he's saying yeah. without saying it. Seven is Federer. Six is Tiger. Five, Cristiano. That's interesting because of Messi, Pelé, et al. I think Cristiano is too high on that list. That's just me personally. You fifth, think he should be lower? I, think, I don't yeah. think he should be fifth. Again, global sport like fucking soccer, though, and he's... He hasn't won a World Cup. Yeah, but that doesn't have that. That's such an unfair metric to define the greatest of fucking like Wally Lewis never won a premiership and he was the greatest in rugby league for a minute. Like he's got uh, ten other dead shits on his team. He's got to deal with. That's like, true. But I still, yeah, it's true. But it's not like Portugal are a bad side. No, they're not. They're a good side. But it's not. He's not, not, it's, not Australian working with fuck no, all. No, Dave, where's that gone? Oh, Dave, where's that gone? Dave, where's that gone? Dave, where's, it going? where's the list gone? Number but four. They, uh, good point. I just think that you know it's quite. Yeah. He's quite high considering, you know, half the fucking planet thinks Messi's better than him. Yeah. Now, number four, you. I agree with you there. I do. I think he's. It's, it was a surprising one. Yeah. Number four, Usain Bolt. I like it, but I also don't like it. For Why? Some, I don't know. There's an element where everyone, like, mo- like almost everyone, can run. First I, and foremost, hundred percent. Everyone mostly can run. Almost everyone can run, and right? And for him to dominate, and for him to be the quickest of all time, yeah, literally, know. no one's been quicker than him, yeah. and he won the fucking 100, 200, three Olympics in a row. You're right. Like I retract that. I, retract I it. yeah. I, I retract so. it. I think, I, think, it was, I think he's right where he should be. It's the remnants of the flu. Uh, now, number three, Muhammad Ali. Now, this is a questionable one because in the boxing world, he's not actually even considered the greatest boxer of all time he's the most like influential he's one of the great heavyweights of all time but i think in the greatest of, boxer of all time is sugar no not sugar uh sugar a robinson yeah so sugar a robinson most pu- boxing pundits say sugar a. Say robinson. Sugar a, there's a couple though there's there's sugar a robinson then i think there is like a mexican guy whose name i can't remember and some like some dude someone jackson or something Anyway, George Sh- Foreman or something. No, no, not George Foreman. But certainly Sugar Ray is one that I remember where it's like, Sugar Ray Leonard? Or is it Sugar Ray Robinson? No, Sugar Ray Robinson. I don't know. Sugar Ray Leonard was sick though. But Muhammad Ali is a cultural icon as well as a great boxer. But I think that in some ways underpins greatness a little bit, right? Like greatness is part how you're embraced by society, I think, mm. to a degree. Like Roger Federer, for, for example... People at the French Open, yeah, turn against their countrymen. turn against their own countrymen when Roger's playing yeah. the world over. I don't need the French is not is just one of many examples where that happens. That I think is greatness. That yes. speaks to greatness. Yes, it does. Number two, Michael Jordan. Um, I mean, you can't really argue with that. No, no, I don't think so. But number um, one's great. Number one and cannot be argued. Can't be argued is Sir Donald Bradman. 
again, statistically just indisputable, like how far greater he is than every other person that's played the game mm. that he plays. You have your Jordans, you have all this sort of shit, but cricket, global sport, and this motherfucker has had no one come close to him. Not even close. I think... Kelly Slater, though. I think Kelly Slater was a... You took the words out of my mouth. Kelly not being on that list Where is Where the fuck is Kelly Slater? Like, who would you get rid of? I'd get rid of Wayne Gretzky for Kelly Slater. I'd get rid of Cristiano Ronaldo. I'd get rid of Cristiano for, for Kelly Slater. You could argue that that Kelly should be second on the list. You could argue that. He's 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 fucking... He's yeah, like the he's, Don Bradman of yeah. his sport. Yeah, yeah. And, and in terms of, like, statistically, how much better he is than everyone And he's else. still doing it. And yeah. he's, like, fucking... How he's old 49. is he now? 49. Happy birthday last week. Happy birthday, Kel. Like, crazy. I'd, you could yeah. argue he was two. You could argue. You could make a great argument he's two and that Jordan's three. You can make that argument. You can make it all day. I think the fact that Tom Brady who has now won more Super Bowls than any other franchise. Yeah. He beats every franchise in the NL and the NFL. Yeah. The fact that he's not on the list I find a little surprising. Yeah, I can understand that. They're not easy to win. No, they're not. That's what They're really to tough. Yeah. And quarterback, they say the most mentally challenging position in any sport. Like who's they? That's bullshit. No, no, no. But the, what you got to know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be a what you got to know is fucked. Again, you can debate that, but that's what people say. And the fact that he's won seven mm. in the key position where, like, you have so much more influence in that position in a sporting team than fucking mm. a lot of others. Plus, he just did it with a new team, and he did it with a new team at forty three. I think he's hard done not by not to be on that yeah. list. That's all I'm saying. Gretzky in there. If you got Gretzky in there, yeah. And also, let's remember that this is and he's got Senna on there. Who last time I checked wasn't the greatest in the sport in terms of wins. Yeah, it's look. Piers Morgan, Schumacher, and Hamilton are. Piers Morgan. He might be a bit of a purist, though. Well, Piers though, not exactly. But Piers a dribbler. Yeah, Piers Piers a dribbler. dribbler. He's made a career on dribbling. Yeah, like he's going to go down all-time great dribblers. That bloke. Piers is like what Piers is if Kendrick had a TV career, you know, or a media career. Um, but yeah, so look, I like that. I like that Don's where he should be. That's clearly an English list, though, like a list from an Englishman. But that's also what makes it better. Is that like? Well, sort of. I'm surprised he hasn't got Hamilton on there for ten instead of Senna. He's a dribbler. But I mean, you know, if you're going down the, I just more meant because he's English and he has to name an Aussie as the greatest fucking athlete of all time. That's a that's a real flex, you know. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I get you. Look, um, I mean, that'll get the tongues wagging. Yeah, that it will. List. It will. Let us know if you think there's anyone that should have missed. Should have been. The, there, this is what I out. will say. This is what I will say, punters and dribblers. He has unquestionably nailed first spot. Yes, that he's got that right. Yeah, you can debate the rest until yeah. the cows come home, and you should. But he's nailed number one, mm-hmm. and I respect that. Yep. Now. Let me move on from the GOAT debate. Shout out to Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, who, well, just pumped them. Like, they could, wasn't was, even close. Wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. Absolutely pumped them. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. So, anyway, well done. Um, Shout out to the Super Bowl, which, you know. It's cool. Is, is okay. Yeah. Look, I'll say, I'll put it this way. It's no state of origin. No, it's not. There's, no, there's not that level of fucking... 
it doesn't reach crescendos, I don't think. Or at least I think if it it's does, the, it's only like it's rants. But it's the it stop-start nature of it, I think, that doesn't sort of robs it of... Pressure, tension building. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Every change of like, uh, you know, offense, defense is just like a pressure valve changes. You're just like, okay. It just goes a bit flat. And it's like, all right, we and get And the commentators there. don't go to Rab's heights. No. It's hard to. Rab's goat. How about that fucking streaker who apparently was on like a exotic betting? We should talk about that. Now, has that been confirmed? Because it seems to me... Like that's an easy one to do? Like that is easy to rig to some degree? Like who? what bookie is taking 50 grand on that? Because you just go to yourself, fuck, some cunt might just do it for 50 grand. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? And also it seems... Surely he'd collected the money before he starts posting that shit on the internet. You'd have to. You'd have to, right? You'd Otherwise, to. look like a fucking idiot. I just think the bookies would be a bit like, well, hang on, brah. This seems a little... Hang on, brah. Harry McClary. Yeah, so apparently... So this article posted three days ago has yep. said that all the bookies have cancelled his bets. There you go! What a dead shit. That's so dumb. Bookie company Bavada revealing that they will be cancelling any bets connected to his name. You see, like, uh, you, can't, you? you can't do pay- that. You get- can't do that. You can, though. Get the no, payout first. No, but what I'm saying is you can't expect them to pay you out once they find out that you'd fucking, like, hoodwink them. No, the bookies don't handle that. They've got, like, clauses in there being, like, basically, we get we can do whatever the fuck we want yeah, at the end of the day. Don't try wool pullers, bro. There's a wool pull clause in yeah. there, mate. Yeah. And I, when I was reading this stuff, I'm going, am I going mad? What what bookie alive is is comfortable with this hoodwink? What dumbass though? Who's you comfortable say with a whirlpool? Until you get that money in your yeah, account, yeah. yeah. He's obviously nothing. Well, he's obviously a dead shit. What a dumb fuck. Um. Anyway, one more thing before we get into the dribbles, Eddie. I found I happened to cross uh, James O'Connor of Rugby Union fame's Instagram last night. Um, James has just been named as the stand-in skipper for Queensland because their captain, Liam Price, I believe his name is, or Liam, scroll down to the bottom, let me see what the fucking name of his captain's called. Liam Wright. Liam Wright is injured. But it was more about James's uh, fucking, like, message that he's put up like the caption for his post, basically that he's been named as captain. Yeah, isn't that firstly just to the issue? Isn't that the rug, the, the the footballer's pose when it's like I'm serious and ready for action, holding the football two hands, head tilted down, but eyes like face. Well, it's forward. it's 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 time on it, Tom. Yeah. It's the business time pose. I'm ready to rock. It's the business time pose. Yeah. We all know it. Yeah, it's probably more prevalent, I would say, in rugby union than rugby league. Potentially, yeah. Just because I think that. <laughs> You know, the rugby union player more inclined to let everyone know it's business time. It's business time. I'm so serious. You know now, what I mean? Firstly, congratulations to James O'Connor to be named as the stand in skipper because he has been on quite a sort of uh, uh, roller, coaster? A roller coaster of a career, right? Ups, downs, smiles, frowns. Um, but so, you know, nice to see that he's been able to come back to Australia and sort of right some wrongs. James, though, he's um, he's into this thing called save your world now i'm not it's can you just click into save your world first dave because he's tagged it in the post save your world is sort of like knowledge for men join the male revolution um <laughs> i was trying to work out what the fuck this was yeah no offense no, no well i mean just it's just a it's like something about like 
Are these like men stepping into their fucking masculinity and like being? But men, are these like good are these men. trading cards? Well, they look like it right now. Raiden, what will I learn? You will learn a specific affirmation that will teach you how to cultivate the younger generation. Okay, like whatever. It's a, it's it's a bit woo woo. Sure, that's all. Just from just on face value, obviously, but. You know, woo-woo is everywhere. Woo-woo is everywhere. And if it works for you, then woo-woo is the thing to do. Yeah, if for you. For you. If you're into woo-woo. If you're into woo-woo, it's the thing for you, you know. So, by, look, just... high five by Kronos. It's what all, will I learn? Yeah. You will learn a... F- Dave. Dave. Dave, what are you doing? Dave, come on. Mid-read. Go back to the Kronos thing. Mid-read. Oh, my God. There it is. There it is. Okay. High five by Kronos. What will I learn? You will learn a three-step plan that will take you as a man from survive to thrive and a universal high five. Woo-woo for you is the thing to do. Woo-woo for you is the thing to do, if woo-woo's for you. Yes. Uh, Could we just go now, the Save Your World caption, my bro, this is what you need to know about our latest post. Okay, I'm not going to you know, go to Save Your World if you want to know. Um, can we? Is there a, was there a bio in the Save Your World? Did we say that? The, yeah, what... what the... Knowledge for men. Join the male revolution. SaveYourToWorld.com. Click on that. Click on SaveYourWorld.com. We, you can subscribe. Won't be doing that. No, I just want to know how much it costs. Go to subscribe. Subscribe there, yeah. That's a, good, that's a great, great point. What's that going to cost me? To, it's all cartoons and cards and really muscly shirtless cartoons. Three thirty-three pounds a month. I mean, so that's, I it's mean, not breaking the bank. No, it's not breaking the bank. But it's all very like muscular cartoon. Watch that video down. Go down. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's what is this. that? Do we need headphones in here? Save Your World is basically some sort of thing that James O'Connor subscribes to. He's a part of. He's always pumping it up. We'll get to James's Instagram. I wonder shortly. if he owns part of it. D- possibly. Kid at home, scrolling through photos of Jack dudes. This is fucking weird. Just kind of discovered sexuality. What's he, he gonna? He looks like a oh, oh tear, he's crying. Tear rolling oh, is he crying because he's not as ripped as everyone else? Potentially. He looks a bit like. Most hey, bro. I know you've been having a tough time lately. I wanted you. To, I wanted to help. That was from Jake. Go here to oh. save your world. I still don't know what this is though. Neither do I. I think it's like this is like anime shit. Some sort of self-help. Yeah. Is it self-help anime? Muscly men. Ripped, tats. Dude, so jacked. They're all ripped as shit. And this guy's looking at him like this is how you a bit of Power Rangers our powers combined. Oh, look at these. They're all fisting. Oh, they're getting him jacked. Oh yeah, get jacked, dude. This is listen to music. Fuck, this doesn't get you. Oh, a bit of jujitsu there, choking out a muscly guy. Honestly, if you're listening to this going, what the fuck are they talking about? You, definitely, you should be asking. This is bizarre. Go to saveyourworld.com. Go They're go on to the, the top sub- of the mountain. Go to the subscribe page and watch the video. Ego equals one over knowledge. That's the life metric. That's the life metric. Oh, oh now, he's now he's ripped. And he's... He hasn't. He, he needs a new T-shirt. Well, he's wearing the same T-shirt. He's also been a, in a solarium. He's he's, he's got a bit of a tan. He's knock, got a tan. You ready to start the day? Is that mum and dad? Oh you yeah. Better I'm believe ready. it. Eyebrow up. Hell, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Exclamation mark. Subscribe. At- so what we're gonna do, Dave, is we're gonna rip that video down and we're gonna turn this into a video and we'll have that in the. Because I don't know what the fuck just. Happened. I don't know what I just watched. But anyway, that's obviously. 
that is obviously Dave. Maybe James O'Connor's the kid in that video. Possibly. In a sense. You know what I mean? I think that's probably um, a But fair can we assumption. go back to, to James's Instagram post? Just because this is what he. This is. He, he basically, you know, inspired by Savior World, put up a post about the fact he's been named a skipper, stand in skipper. So the, the caption starts with the role of captain in caps. I'm deeply honored to step in as interim captain for a team that I am most proud to play for. And after spending some time in the idea of it with Savior World, I wanted to share some insight. Okay. Um, what I've come to understand is that this is a privileged position. I am not actually a leader. I know that sounds strange, but hear me out. My job is not to see myself as a leader. Rather, it is to allow the energy of leadership to work through me, Eddie. Mm. My job is not to own the identity of leadership of a captain, for that is to make it about the identity of me, the ego. My job is actually to allow the great energy of leadership to work through me as a conduit for its energy. Now, how do I do this job? I'd like, I'd like to know. The specific intention must be to serve others by not listening to others. Again, this might sound strange, but when allowing this energy to work through you, there can be no distraction from its call. Leadership is an energy, a genetic code that has been contributed to by many great men, leaves out women, and when you receive the honour of being a conductor of its power, you must listen. You must. And this is what I plan to do, James is saying. So that's good. Thank you, Reds Rugby, for the honour. To my teammates, my intention will be you, whilst listening to what is working through. Don't know what that means. I would also like to wish Liam Wright a speedy recovery. I will do the role justice until you return, brother. Again, congratulations to James. I will say this. He is 100% ready to rip for the standing captaincy. Imagine if he gets named full-blown captain. Well. Imagine what he's writing then. I'd love to say it. I will say this, and to back you up, he's ready. Yeah, he's ready. Look at that. The photo tells a story of a man who's ready. Yeah. And having been on Savior World and... and Seen what they're about. Seen what they're about and, you know, been impressed more than anything by their pitch, I know the Reds are in safe hands. Yep. For, you know, what is... The foreseeable future. I don't, well, I don't know how long Liam Wright's injured for. Can we look into that? Because, I mean, it could be like three games. Liam Wright. Don't yeah. tell me it's a game. Yeah, because, like, that's also something we need to know. Because if it is only a couple of games, then I feel like this is also maybe a little bit of pageantry. Um, you know what I mean? Like, he must be. Fu- he must have done like. Nah, he's ACL. expected to be sidelined for up to ten weeks. Yeah, okay. okay. Was, I'll allow it. Like last week. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's a good chunk of change. Yeah, that that's is most, more than half the season. No, that's a long time. That might be the whole season for the Super Rugby. I think so. It doesn't go for longer than no, that. No, shouldn't. No, it should definitely shouldn't. <laughs> um, so there's a bit more on Savior World that I'm finding here. Yeah, please, that, please. Um, so apparently, it's helped a few athletes kind of turn themselves around a bit. Okay. Um, it doesn't look like O'Connor's kind of involved, like, financially. Yeah, he's not a sponsor. Yeah, but there is a Daily Mail article saying about how O'Connor kind of turned himself around and some other athletes have. Um, is it, is it, there... It says here, the group's practices include sitting shirtless in a circle while exhaling heavily, lugging heavy rocks up and down on the sand, and drinking a concoction known as morning juice. What's in morning juice? <laughs> 
What's in morning juice? We might have to get ourselves some morning, morning juice, juice for a start of the potty on a Monday. Yes. Yeah, He's preparing morning juice. A, conco- <laughs> wait, wait, a concoction made from two lemons, a bottle of apple cider vinegar, and spring water. Fuck, okay. It's not that ex- it's not That's not that hectic. He's making it there. But maybe we'll make some morning juice. I think that just sounds like it's good for indigestion. Yeah, but also, like, you're not breaking the fucking... You know, apple cider's like everyone's been telling you to have apple cider and lemon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so that's yeah some sort of alkaline shit. Again, we are looking at a Daily Mail article, so like I'm sure they're not. James, it be... kind of works with wellbeing organisations. Save your world. Go down. It's Go just down. it's a Danny Cipriani and Joachim Noah as well on this. Well, Danny needed some help at some point, didn't he? Danny was a bit of a wild child. So is is there trading cards at all? Or is that just their aesthetic? I think that's their aesthetic. Mm. I don't think it is actually. Knowledge for man. Why you should wrestle, why you should wrestle rather, and starve in your darkness. Key practices. So key practice is is to drink the morning juice. And like, I mean, at the end of the day, you that's can't... a big rock. Yeah, it is a big rock. Well, he's a weapon, dude. James are kind of fucking. Humongous. He's huge. Like you can't knock anyone if you if whatever works for you. you it's know working, what I mean? but it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. It's certainly interesting. Go check it out yourself. Saveyourworld.com. Go check it out. Saveyourworld.com.au. Um, congratulations, James, on the captaincy. Let's dribble. Standing captaincy. Cool. I'd be interested to know what he's like. What everyone's making of it. Has Homer? crashed out yet surely surely it's all over for for our Max Homer hmm no no we're we're fucked um We dribbling? We dribbling. Did you couple... see like Swanton sent something through? Yeah, because he, yeah, yeah, he sent one that. yesterday that had nothing on it. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Um, all right. These fucking bald ads are just criminal. Why do you say that? Yeah, oh, because, they, say because that? we've... No, no, because we've spoken about this before about how they make balding dudes feel bad about losing their hair. It's like, bruh, firstly... If they tell you they're going to fucking help you grow your hair back, they're lying because otherwise, you know, they'd be fucking humongous. It'd be like, yeah, we make hair grow back. But as a, all of them are like, we might help you regrow your hair. We could help you regrow your hair. And all of them end up making out that, like, there's something wrong with going bald. And there's like, you know, it's just one of those things where, again, Eddie, you and I, even D or Dave, we, are, we couldn't be further from bald. Our hair is gorgeous. It doesn't quit. It's like... It, it ain't got quit. It ain't got quit in it, right? So it's not like we're coming from a place of like even concern at this point, but everyone's got friends that are bald. I'm sure there's a lot of P's and D's out there who are bald. And it's like, I got a mate who's got a perfect head of hair, but we used to bag him out at school that he was going bald just because we're taking the piss, right? And so he got Chinese hair growth pills. His hair was fucking fine. He was never going bald ever. But like, imagine we're doing that as like friends. Who is that? I won't say his name, but we were we were like, um, we were doing that like you know friendly bullshit shit talk, right? And we just found him in his drawer like a couple of months later. We we're like, that's hilarious. But 
that is the equivalent of like, you know, that's like friends talking some shit. This is on TV all the time where it's like, they're in the, for one of those Ashley and Martins, they're like interviewing this guy and his girlfriend's there and she's like fucking bagging him out. Like, you know, oh, you know, I just thought what happened to your hair? And he's like, oh, thank God you said something to me. And now the like, best ones are when the guy doesn't recognize his own reflection. Yeah. He, he didn't realize he was going bald. And then he sees a bald guy and he's like, wait, what? Who's is that, that bald me? guy in, that the, bald in the guy? TV? Oh, shoot. It was me. And it's like, no, dude. No. And also, you know what? If you are going bald, that's okay. And no, it's not going to regrow. That's just the way it is. Anyway, that was just an ad we saw on the TV. Excuse yeah, we're me. still watching the golf. Still watching the uh, golf. Max didn't Homer win. Didn't win. Has uh, he finished? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Fuck. All right. It's all over. It's all over. Uh, let's let's dribble. Let's dribble. Hey, um, Perth dribbler here. Um, just I was just thinking just before because I was at the bottle shop. It's, do you reckon it's weird? Say with like you know the six pack. Pack, you know, the, the packs of six-pack stubbies that got a handle on it, um, or your, your cartons of, you know, piss with the two cutouts at the top that you're supposed to use to cash it around, or, like, even on the likes of, um, like, KFC Zinger boxes with the handle on top. You never, you never fucking use the, you know, the handle. I mean, I feel like everyone's done it maybe once, and then they realise that it's not strong enough to hold the weight of the thing that it's carrying, and you've, you know, got beer or KFC on the floor like I'm sure there's a fucking better way around this shit like they gotta redesign them so the thing that they've put on to make it easier actually fucking works like because I feel robbed every you know there's a, the handle on the box of piss is right there to use but if you put your fingers in there you're like a fucking psychopath and the second you take so the weight nice. of it there's rips going through the corners and you know it's gonna go badly and fuck especially if you got you know a box of Stubbies is going to smash everywhere. You look like a fucking idiot. Um, anyway, that's pretty much it. Just, you know, kind of useless shit that I need to top up on. Um, yeah, be soon. Sure. Also, on a side note, mm. uh, Dave, why does it always sound like you you got food in your mouth? Like, literally, every time you talk, it sounds like you've just, you know, taken, like, a big mouthful of chips or some shit. Anyway. I haven't noticed. Yeah, I don't know. I've never got I've that known. before. Look, in terms of his question about handles, the only handles that I find consistently let me down are the top of a VB 30-pack. So 30-pack yeah, of cans, that handle always rips. Yeah. Zinger box never ripped for me. Zinger box not that heavy. The structural integrity no, no, of no. Zinger like, box... What do you got in there, mate? Like, if you're using that box to carry other things, other things. after you've finished yeah, yeah. your meal... Like luggage and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're, if you're checking that in and you've got fucking luggage in it for an overseas flight, you, you, it might let you down. Or using it as, like, a handbag. But if you're using it for... What it's intended. A Zinger box, which is three wicked wings, chips, burger, and a potato and gravy... It'll do the job. It'll do the job. Sometimes, unless you get it wet, yeah, or like it's a particularly greasy batch, maybe I don't know. But then the the six pack of beer, the cardboard six pack thing, like I use that, I still use it. Yeah, there are times when that will break, but and and probably more often than not, I'm carrying it underneath because I'm not necessarily. Trusting I think the I think the Corona ones. I think they fucking deliver. I often will just hold. The tops of the two beers, that for we use a Corona one for as an example, as opposed to like jamming the fingers in, I'll just hold like the end of it. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
I also don't think no, that it's... No, not really. Well, so if the beers are popping up, six. Two, see how two, I'm doing two. it here? Two, I'll just two, hold two. the tops of that, the hot tops of like the two end ones and just sort of walk with it like that. Ooh, no, that seems way that seems more dangerous. Yeah. yeah, dude, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. That seems dangerous. Max Homer, 13 under. Fuck. Um, not enough. Not enough. Uh, yeah, so like, I just think that's, I think he's probably too concerned. I don't think it's too much of an issue. But again, look, we always appreciate people calling in, even if it is completely fucking stupid. We do. We do. That's a good point. G'day, D or Dave, interns Tom and Eddie, the punters and the dribblers, the uh, wannabe influencer dribbler back here. Uh, just got to work a bit early thanks to some constant green lights, so got to be thankful for that. Um, sitting in the car, scrolling through Instagram, come across this page called Jersey underscore Lord, and he always posts up, or she, whatever, posts up some uh, cracker jerseys, and I'm just having to scroll through. And I don't ever think that South Sydney has produced a nice jersey. I'm looking here through some retro Cronulla jerseys. Panthers always have a good one. Um, an old fucking 1998 milk jersey. Unreal. Never seen a good South one. What's been your personal favourite? And, uh, yeah, sick jerseys soon. Uh, South shit jerseys forever. Um, look, I would have to disagree with him on the South thing because I think the simplicity of the South jersey is kind of what made it good. It's just red and green. Cardinal just the hoops. Brutal. Yeah. Just red and green hoops. I like it. I like it as well. I just think it's simple. I think it's right? iconic. I think the more simple you make them, often the better. So, like, the old school manly ones. Like, well, let's just show. We've got like it. We're that on here. Camber that camber one at the top. One at the top That's just sick. In the middle. Green. Nothing on it. Um... I liked the Sanyo Penrith one because that was when they won it in 03 and that was just a... Again, it's pretty fucking simple, right? Yeah. Um, again, if you're asking me what my favourite is, there's some obviously the old school Manly jersey, but the, the Pepsi Max 90s Manly jersey was pretty good. Got that. Yeah, I used to have it. Do you guys remember a few years ago when like the Warriors... The I like that I like that one. The Powers yeah, the Pen- Broncos. The Penrith with the um, red and... Uh, yellow and green. I rate that. Yeah, that like that one that, there. Yeah, 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 dude, that one's dope. But do you remember a few years ago the Warriors would just have like a different jersey almost every game? Yeah, they were just like yeah, but they're the kings of fucking yeah. just trying to drum dude, up. Dude, I made them. I don't like that South jersey. No, no, no that, that one. Was a friend of the show, uh, Nick Hudson. I don't know if it's his cousin, brother-in-law, or just a mate, but. I like that South one as well. Um, yeah, the Smith's Christmas one. Um, but yeah, his mate, he's got like every single Warriors jersey ever. And I wow. don't know where his Instagram is, but it's like all he has is Warriors. He's got all of them. I think so. He's got fuckloads. It's absurd. Don't mind that old school Roosters one to the left. Don't mind, oh, sorry, the right. All that Tigers one. Tigers Again, look, people aren't watching this, so we could go forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, look, I think he's wrong. With the South call. That, the Knights one as well when they won in 96 was a sick jersey. Tom, Eddie, Eeyore, Hunters, and the Dribblers. This is a Townsville Dribbler here. Thought it'd be remiss of me not to request a shout-out for Kyle Mayers. West Indian batsman, 28 years old, on debut. First-class average of 33, went into the first test. Fourth innings and... Knocked out 210, not out. Mm. Fucking unreal. Only five other people had done that in the history of cricket, and only one other person had done that for a victory. Uh, he now averages 250 
which I believe is about 190 better than Adam Voges. Anyway, shout out to the stats man and uh, Windy's revival soon. And who's your favourite Windy's player? Yeah. Uh, yeah, great, great dribble that one. That well, one. strong West Indies is strong for cricket. Yeah. yeah, that's you know that's what you want. Two hundred and something debut is fucking ridiculous. Um, it's what what did he do? We know what he came in. What, what he was batting? No, he was somewhere middle order. Because, I mean, like, if you're coming top of the order, you're meant to be good, right? If you're, like, lower down the order and you're pulling that off, that's wild. No, he was kind of middle. Because he bowled a few overs as well, I think. That's um, huge. My and... favourite West Indies player right now is that huge Yeah, Rakeem Cornwall. Spinner. He took nine wickets in the test that they just won. Ridiculous. Yeah. And Love he that. took the winning catch after bowling a 30-over spell. Love it. Um, but, yeah, that's that's wild scenes. Anyway. Hey, boys. It's the Kempsey Dribbler here. Uh, I'm in the Hunter Valley. Just wondering what your choice of red wine is. I've got no idea, mate. I'm, I'm not a red wine drinker. A little bit of advice. Uh, obviously not for right now because you'll hear this later, but for future reference. Anyway, thanks, boys. Fuck you, Dave. Cheers. Be soon. Tell you what, there is an app if you're ever fucking struggling. Let me get it up the name of it. This isn't an ad. This is just punters and dribblers helping each other. Yeah. It's called... Vivino, download it and then you just take you just scan you just take a photo of the label and it'll fucking send you back a little bit what of it writer. should be priced it, out of really? five people's reviews of it and shit. Wow, which can help when you're like I don't know what. Dude, the I'm definitely going to get that. In terms of what red I go for, Eddie, I'm a pretty I'm a equal opportunity pisshead. I'll drink anything red, but like I'd say I'm probably more a Shiraz man. Shiraz mm. a bit heavier. Yeah, I don't mind a Pinot, but it's light. It doesn't feel like it kicks I you in the dick as much. I don't you know? love a Pinot as much. No, as a Shiraz. it's a bit watery. Yeah, it is. But a, a Shiraz bit. has some nuts to it. Yeah, it's got some nuts to it. It knows what it's about. Yeah, uh, I would. You, you can't go past most wineries or most bottle shops as well. Will have like recommended things, and generally speaking, I think they help. Yeah, because fuck me, mate, like. There is hundreds and hundreds and thousands. hundreds and hundreds and thousands of different brands. Can I give a can I give a Chardonnay tip? And this is the greatest Chardonnay. I mean, not going around, obviously, but it's the greatest Chardonnay in terms of like affordable quality mm. Scarborough Chard. Scarborough Chardonnay, yellow bottle cap, Scarborough Chardonnay. It's about thirty bucks, twenty five. Actually it might even be less than thirty. It's between twenty and thirty, basically. So you're not, you know. But it tastes phenomenal. And everyone I've introduced it to has been like, holy shit, I've converted a lot of people. Scarborough Shard, obviously not red wine, but if you ever want to try and impress the missus or something, you're like, oh, just thought we'd have a bit of a, you know, some mm. wine and cheese. I got this Chardonnay. Apparently it's really good. You pretend like you're up and about and you know this sort of shit. Scarborough Shard. Again, not an ad. Scarborough Shard. Just dribblers help the dribblers. Let's press on. Oh, hi there. It's uh, Piggy Smalls from Dubbo, from Swine fame. Uh, first-time caller um, and short-term listener as well. Um, look, I just wanted to get your thoughts around um, the cheese, Brendan Smith, and um, what about him coming to Manly? I, I just think he's, he's kind of the man that we kind of need at the moment. I just think... Well, obviously, fuck the storm, and um, we'll always remember forty nil. But I just think he's a he's a leader of men. 
Um, he'd be great for the game if he actually comes from a plays for a team that you know people actually cheer for. Um, I don't know. What's your thoughts, boys? I think should we start a campaign to bring the cheese to Brookie? Radio, uh, biz. I think we may have actually even spoken about this earlier. We have. Um, obviously, Manasi Finau, uh, innocent till proven guilty before the courts. Hopefully, that gets resolved. If that gets resolved, Manasse, our hooker, take that to the bank. But the cheese is also a back rower, front rower. So I would still love him to be in the side. He's diverse. He's diverse. And he's got a bit about him. He's um. He'd do well on the peninsula. He'd do so well. We love personalities on the peninsula. Well, personalities in the peninsula go hand in hand. Correct. Like wine and cheese. Yeah. Like, That's, a, like yeah. a Shiraz or a Scarborough Shard. Yeah. I mean, um, it makes sense to me. Yeah. I think that he could only benefit the playing group, Tom. I wonder if we've got some cashola as well now that we let oh, AFB money. go. There's money. There's money around. And we got Kieran for a steal. Yeah. An absolute steal. Yeah. Look, if a Manasi comes back, which, which we will. cross our fingers, we, we he will, we're starting to look really red hot. Yeah. And I think we're a smoky for the, for the pram. So. And by smoky, it's... It's a lock. Well, it's a smoky because the the pun the the bookies have Don't, us as yeah. smokies. Yes. So but, it, they are a smoky, but they're a smoky lock. Yes. Like they're a lock to be yeah, a smoky. To be a smoky. To win. Yeah. Because they the smoke this fire. Love that. Dave. Good from you, Dave. Love that, especially from a Storm fan. There. <laughs> that must have hurt to admit. Well, Let's press on. If Brandon Smith's there, I can see how it could happen. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's done it before. His record's pretty good. G'day, boys. Tom, Eddie, Dior, punters, and dribblers. Wannabe influencer here again. Parked up on the couch on a Friday night, peak dribbler form, watching some bloke live stream the fight on Facebook. Because you don't have a Foxtel box. In the tennis. No one uh, Just want to know why the hell all these soft Queenslanders are wearing headgear in the boxing. No tough knots like Big Willie, Sandor. And um, lunatic Gower, all no headgear. All retired. Softies like Friday, headgear. Thought these Queenslanders were meant to be tough. Just want to know what's going on up there. Anyway, beer soon, headgear never. I mean, look, when you saw what Junior Paula did to Neville Costigan, who was wearing a headgear, I would be wearing a fucking headgear. I don't think... And look, I get it. This guy's a New South Welshman and he just wants to shit on Queensland, which I also understand because Queenslanders are a bunch of fucking losers. But, you know, when you see Junior Paulo... Depends who you're fighting. Depends who you're fighting. I'd be wearing it anyway. I'd be like, fuck that shit. You're going to get knocked out even with a headgear. So it probably doesn't even make a difference. Look, Willie Mason's a cowboy, so uh, he's not going to ever wear one. No. He's also rangy as fuck and he had like three inches on Friday. But... Or three feet. Yeah, even. I'd say three feet. But, again, if I'm fighting Junior Paulo, I've got one on. I just do. Queenslander or not. I might have a helmet on. Bro, I'm going in with a fucking racing helmet on, yeah. mate. 100%. Yeah. Knock me out through I don't way. care if he works the body. I mean, I'll be pissing blood for the next week, but at least my head's on. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I see it. No head, no life. Yeah. I can piss blood and be alive. You can. That's how I. Well, say. like you get, you can. They can fix that hopefully. Well, hopefully. with enough, with enough early medical treatment. Well, I think that, you know, 
with early. You know what I mean? Get in early. Yeah, early medical assistance, like immediately. But if your head comes off, nothing you can do, as far as I know. To date. They did try and do a head transplant. Have you ever seen that? Where the guy was like... A face transplant or a head transplant? Head transplant. Dior. So this guy... Uh, he was had some sort of condition where his body was wasting away. His body wasted away. So he was just a head, basically, with the greatest respect. He was literally just like a head. His body was fucked. And his I thought he was wasting. No, it was gone. Like it was basically. Well, his heart obviously worked. Or they had him yeah, hooked yeah, up to a yeah. machine. No, 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 no. So he so was like, just head. No, he was all like he obviously his his heart his his heart worked, but like his limbs and everything. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And again, I don't know if it's happened or if they were trying to do it, but. Basically, it was some mad scientist, and they had a body of a guy who was like a, I guess, dead. You guess dead? Well, they must. he must have been dead. Like I don't know, but I don't know if it was dead like vegetative, because even then, I don't think legally he'd be allowed to just go, well, we're going to make a decision for this guy. But they had a body, and they had this guy who was ahead, and he was like, I'm prepared to die to give this a crack, because I don't want to live in this fucking... Mm. And there was a mad scientist who was like, I reckon we can do it. Um, now, I don't know... So that. It was going to happen. They have a long list of volunteers, it says. There was some guy who was going to be the guy to do it, but then he pulled out. That was in 2019. That was the one I'm thinking. Um, I think. He He pulled pulled out. out. Yeah, he pulled out. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty big fucking thing to have to commit to. Mm. Like, you're guaranteed to... you're, You're pretty much guaranteed to die, right? Like... It's kind of like going, let's jump out of a plane without a fucking parachute and this thing that we've got might work, but largely everything we know medically to this point would suggest it won't. And that it won't, yeah. It's a punt. It's a big punt. Yeah. It's a Hail Mary. Yeah, we're going to put you to sleep, cut your head off, and then try and put it on something else. And mm. it's like, okay, well, like, I mean, we can't even fix spinal injuries, really. So, like. Also, this guy sounds mad as a cut snake, this scientist. Imagine you wake up and you put you on a sheep or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, so they've done it to animals. They've done it to some dogs and stuff. And it works? They all survive between six hours and two days. Some of them could kind of move their eyes around and chew and swallow, but it doesn't really seem like any of them were getting up and about after. Right. So it's not exactly like. He weren't running around. Or, like, all but, them, I mean, all of them died within three days. As yeah, well. right. So it's not enough of a really of a successful. Uh, I'm not running on that. No. Like, look what we've done with dogs. I'll be like, bro, you've done nothing. <laughs> they have done nothing. They live 72 hours and they can move their eyes. It's like less than what he could do now. Exactly. You may as well just stick with what yeah. you got. You're going backwards. Yeah. Nah, that sounds like... So that's why we're matters. saying there's no shame in wearing a headgear when you're fighting Junior Polo. <laughs> None. Let's move on. Tom, it's the fucking chook back to back dribbler, aka Pato. Just in reference to the rapper girl in Mondelay Yarn. Shout out the rapper girl. You are straight like shit to a kebab. Uh, kebab fucking, you know, operator, or do you go to Schnipple? Because if you don't go to Schnipple, go to Schnipple, and it will change that? your mind. Can you look it up? I'm in the car with the miso to, after a few rentals, and she's about, oh, to, oh. she's about to try her first schnipple, of course, babe. We're not getting schnipples. Yes, we are getting Uh-oh. schnipples. Domestic. Where do I go? I just want to hear your yarn, because me and Clagger Bob, another chooks fanatic, a big schnipple fan. And I'll tell you once, once you go schnipples, you'll never go back. Much love, peace, rentals, uh, soon. Hey, do you 
So the schniffle, I had an inkling, but I did just Dior it and confirm it. The schniffle is mixed schnitzel and falafel. A falafel and schnitzel hybrid. Well, yeah, no, right. like both meats essentially in the wrap. They don't make a half schnitzel, half falafel. Yeah, okay. What are, the, what are both, both meats? So a sh- well, you get both in there. Meat, not real like falafel. Yeah, it's they not meat. Falafel, well, you get falafel and chicken schnitzel in a wrap. Falafel. Falafel's yeah. like vegetable. Sh- like. Yeah, but it's the meat of the falafel. I don't fucking know. We can't call falafel a meat is what I'm saying. No, I'm not. not allowing this podcast to no, continue we're if we're calling no. a falafel meat. I wasn't calling it that. You said meat, and I was confused. I was like, am I so stupid that I falafels are meat this whole time no. and I didn't know? No. no. So falafel is like vegetable. In the same way, like, the meat of a mango is the... You know, flesh of a flesh. mango. Yeah, okay. No, meat the of a cricket could bat. could be the skin. I don't know. No, Dave. Either way, it's Skin half, is the skin. It's half schnitty, flesh half falafel yeah, okay. in a wrap. I'm or, not mad at that idea, but no, I don't get it. No, I don't get it. Will you get it? I might, but not at... Midnight when I know what I need. I need something that I've set my watch to many yeah, a time. You, you're not going to take risks then. You don't take risks. If I'm in the if I'm in the line at McDonald's and the clock has struck midnight, yeah. and I'm full to the brim, yeah, I'm getting a quarter. I'm pounder. not. I'm not going to fillet a fish. Cause I'm getting a quarter pound. I'm not getting a fillet of fish. No. I don't give a fuck if you think they're the best burger all time. No, I'm not getting. No one. way. I'm not risking it. At that time of night, you need consistency. You need that because the world, basically your mind is so altered by booze and whatever else that you need things to basically ground you in reality. And that is the things you know to be true and the mm. things that you love. And for me, the that is that a schnitzel wrap from rap and roll. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm happy to go along with that. Yep. And what's it called? A schnipple? Schniffle. Schniffle. Okay. I don't like the name. <laughs> I will say that. Schniffle. Would, is that better or worse? No, I just don't. Schniffle kind of sounds gross. It I sounds don't know. Like what you've got right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Moving on. Uh, and D's, how are we? Just got up on the, um, the uh, team team. Yep. Yep. I was on the team team. On the multi, and that's it. Fuck you, guys. Dribbler from barrel. That's just how it is. You don't know what's going to happen. And Kyrgios just does bro? not what happens. Yeah, not what a fucking have what it takes. Team just done it. This guy bets right, favourites. That's enough for me. Yeah, dollar ones, dollar ones, dollar Still, ones. Still, Dave. He's a dollar one man. You're a dollar one man. You don't take risks. Probably exclusively missionary position. You know what I mean? He doesn't like to live life. Do you reckon he's ever felt what adrenaline feels like, Eddie? No. I can't imagine that this man's ever felt adrenaline. No. No, no. Easy route, always. Easy route. Doesn't want to... Doesn't... It's like... Doesn't take risks. No, I'm happy to make, you know, $20 on a $100 bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rear, like middle of the fucking yeah. road stuff. What are you getting up here, mate? I'm just getting the New South Wales Victoria because Smudge has just walked to the crease. Fucking great call from you, Dave. Good uh, good Dioring. Two for four. Nice. Moses and Smudge out there. I'll be watching this today. Mm. All right, moving on, though. Moving on. Yeah, g'day. Tom, Eddie, punters and dribblers. And Dior. Dave! Yeah, I've just got the Boog dribbler here and uh, the Tao Bingo dribbler here. Um, just uh, two blokes about to uh, head up north uh, to work for CPC. Um, 
And uh, we'd just like to ask a bit of a question uh, on our, uh, just before we uh, head up north. So I'll, I'll, I'll just pass over to the Taubingo Dribber. So Eddie, um, from Dubbo, fucking tell us every every episode. So thought you'd know a bit about, I don't mind a vape. A little bit of a taster in the last couple of weeks. So um, I was wondering if you'd know a belt maker or saddler that would make a pouch to fit a, a, a vape in the, in the belt. Um, just when you're out mustering and stuff, just to vape and that sort of thing. So I thought, I don't know where else to go, so I thought I'd come to you boys just to give you a bit of guidance. Is that the best right thing place. I've got in this crazy world at the moment? So He wants a belt yeah. maker for, Thanks, a, for to hold his vape. Mm. Um, a utility belt. Yeah, uh, vape soon. So yeah, what vape soon, and uh, just quickly, like, uh, shout out to the Beetle Dribble. Um, just ran into him, actually. And he's off getting it done tonight, so... Beautiful. All right. So now what do you call a man or woman who work with leather? Is it a leatherman or a leather woman? What I mean is we need someone out there, punters and dribblers. You know, this is a, we're a force for good, uh, but we need someone who works with leather who can make a belt uh, that has vape pouches. That's what we need. I mean, more for Dave than anyone else. I know Eddie, you are also a, a huge vape man. And uh, I'll a, le- a leather worker or a tanner or a cord wainer, someone who works with fine or fancy leather. Okay, well, um, we need to have like a belt with multiple little uh, holes in it mm. for all the different sized vapes you can have, and then Dave can basically just wear that every day. Yeah, it is actually so relevant that I need that right now because as you something guys might really have something today, really have, subtle and but bespoke. I am without vape. There you go. For almost no other reason than I've lost like four in the last like week and a half, and I just am beyond trusting myself with them. He needs a needs a he needs a vape belt. He needs a vape belt. I reckon there I reckon there's huge demand for a vape belt. Something really subtle, yeah, but really classy. But also one that I like because if you're trying to sort of but leather's true. If you're trying to adhere to a little bit of the 2020 fashion. You could have it as a belt that goes around your waist, or a bit of a Rambo over the shoulder, bum baggy. Business sort of time, and like bullets. Yeah, you've just got all mm, the vapes. vapes, and that's probably easier just to pull on. You could even just like lift it up to your mouth a little bit. Obviously, the Rambo look not subtle. No, so it depends what sort of operator no. you are. If you're the sort of guy that likes to telegraph, that he has seven hundred vapes on him. Yeah, you're probably going to get hit up a lot. But if you've got them under the T. Hit him away. Like, you know, if you're out in the fucking, out in the yards, mate, I don't know if you want to have vapes showing. Maybe you do. It depends, I guess. It depends. I Depends probably, what type of guy you are. Yeah. You can make that decision yourself. It'll work either horizontal or vertical, if you know what I mean. I don't actually know. Well, like, it needs to, it needs to keep the vapes in there, however the belt yeah, is Yeah, whatever positioned. it is, the vapes need to be. The main thing is that the vapes are safe. Safe. Uh, but please, From anyone home. who can make that, that'd be fantastic. There could be something in it for you. If you work with leather and you want to make a vape belt, and also if you want to buy one, maybe, you know, call up and say how much you're prepared to pay and we can see if worlds align. Yeah, or a baggy green. Um, that New South Wales team dripping with throbbers there. Mm. New South Wales team always does. I know, but like this is nice when you see oh, Pattinson playing for Victoria. This is a fucking game. But um, like... It's Pattinson's nice. He's to... got reading glasses on. Surely he's not bowling with fucking reading glasses. It's good to see state cricket when the the weapons are playing though. That's the thing. You're Pattinson bowling to Smith. Enrique's batting. P- 
Pat Cummins, Nathan Lyon, Curtis Patterson of why isn't he still in and around the Australian setup fame, averaging 100 for his country fame. Marcus Harris opening for Victoria. Marcus Harris opening for Victoria. Is Pukowski playing? No, Pukowski's not. Not a one Damon. He might be in the... Oh, no, he wouldn't Is be in North the Sydney Oval? Squad. Look. Yeah, North Sydney Oval. Yeah. Fuck. He looks like he's wearing reading glasses. He mustn't be. No, he's be definitely too not. Weird. He's definitely not. How about when it was no, the test not. summer and it was like Pattinson ruled out of third test? It was like he was never playing. He wasn't ruled out. That Apparently, was Fox Sports looking for a headline. I know. Anyway, let's roll. Uh, Looks good with the, yeah. the Mitchell Johnson sleeve, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And by it, I mean Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah, g'day boys, punters and dribblers. Um, first, I'd just like to give a massive fucking shout out to Alex Swanton. Yep. What a fucking tip. To N Swanton. Sent that to a few of the boys, I think, upwards of 3K uh, between us. So, fucking massive from you. Huge. Uh, be soon, mate. Um, now, the reason for my call is basically um, I am a, I'm an NRL dribbler. Um, but I don't, I don't really care too much for the X's and O's of the sport uh, as such. But what I do like to know in uh, sort of bite-sized uh, and easily digestible information is uh, on any given week, who's fucked and who's humming? Now, I know there's some, been some calls for uh, this segment to be brought back, but I really think it's time for the uh, 2021 NRL season to bring back fucked and humming on a full-time basis. So... Uh, I think that probably falls to D or Dave to take responsibility for uh, holding Eddie to account for that. But uh, yeah, anyway, beers soon, boys. We'd love to hear some fucked and humming in 2021. Bye. Fair comment. Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot of positive, you know, feeling around the fucked and humming segment. Yeah, uh, I don't want to deny nor rob the punter and the dribbler to their right to hear great dribble. Yeah, so. I'm prepared to bring it back and see how I feel about it. Yeah. Do you think with fucked and humming? Because it's got to be a vibe thing for me. Yeah. Like, I'll give you the hot tip. You're not getting it every week. That's the problem. That's what I'll tell you. I'll tell you that for free. You're not getting it every week. You will get it this season, but not every week. Because when I think someone's fucked and someone's humming, I'll tell you. But I'm not telling you every week. But also, that's because if you were to say who's fucked and who's humming every week, sometimes it would get to a point where it's like you're just tipping the... T- you say, like, humming is top of the table, fucked is bottom of the table. Fucked and humming has always be- been and will always be a vibe thing. Yeah. My vibe at the moment is... Do you think... Backed that, up by some stats. Do you think that fucked and humming could extend beyond the world of rugby league and it's just someone who's fucked this week and who's humming? Or do you think that it needs to sit within the rugby league paradigm? If that's I don't correct? think it needs to. I don't think it needs to. I think you could sit it wherever you wanted. Mm. I think it makes a lot more sense, potentially, to have it sit outside of rugby league. Yeah, as a blanketed... As a blanketed thing. I think that makes sense. I think it's worth exploring. Mm. I like it, Tom. Yeah, well, let's just see how it goes. That's what the hotline's for. Yep. Spark conversation. Get the creative juices flowing. Yep. Tremendous. Let's roll. Uh, G'day, Tom, Eddie, punters. And the dribblers. The Hammersley dribbler here. Um, just want to say, um, calling from the West, uh, it's getting bigger and bigger. Uh, would just like to say, been captivated by the Jim Jam Life talk over the last few weeks. Just like to ask a couple of questions. You guys have already captured the hat market. Would you guys be interested Dominic. in entering the Jim Jam market? Uh, maybe some Jim Jam for life logos on it. 
Also, or would like to ask. Faux silk. Um, what kind of gym jams do you guys like to wear? Like the long, long pants or shorts, a full tartan, or do you go for the weird Peter Alexander's or whatever? Like to hear your thoughts. All the best. Uh, be here soon. Um, firstly, gym jam merch. Almost, it's similar to what we've been exploring because I know there was there's some there was some talk potentially for this year to do uh, like bounced out Sunday trackies, mm. which can be worn as gym jams in winter. Yeah, and they can house. be and they can be worn down the street. They can be you know they can be worn everywhere. Yeah, they're in every they're in every occasion sort of pant and hoodie. You know, what I mean? it's not just tracky dack pants. You got to have the top and bottom same color. Yeah. Bounced out hoodie or sloppy Joe. Well, I think a hoodie when you bounced yeah. when you bounce, you need to be able to pull that thing over your head. You also the benefit of the hoodie when you bounce is to just pull it over your eyes and it's and it's nighttime. So it's okay. a it's a ba- it's a bounced out ensemble. Yes, mm. the bounced out ensemble hoodie tracky combo mm. and, and obviously then, tasteful and looks good. Yeah, you could wear it out, but it's mm. mainly for when you're completely wrecked. And maybe on the inside, just like a little like. You know, top ten rom coms you should be watching, <laughs> and maybe like what you should order from KFC, just like in case you forget. In case you forget, make it easy like, with like the numbers. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Don't you reckon? I think just, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, just a nice touch. That's fucking perfect. That's exactly what it is. That's so fucking good. Eddie. That is so good. Menu options, food items, and rom coms. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all you need. That's all you need. Uh, we're looking into it. We're looking into it. Favorite type of pajamas? I am an undies man. Or I don't wear undies to bed. I let I need I need to let the boys breathe. No, so like boxes. Boxes. But I do have a pair of undies. Two two of them actually that are so old and loose. Mm. They're actually like if you're they're not, just like wearing boxes. Well, but also if you're not me, they're probably pretty disgusting. Steph's Steph's mum, my mother-in-law Marina, who I think we mentioned earlier in the podcast, we did. Uh, she was putting out our washing once mm. with Steph. I wasn't there. Yeah. And she's happened to cross my undies that I wear for bed. Like, they're too saggy and loose to wear in any other context than just bed. Because, like, you know, it wouldn't be... It's not weird for it, for your nuts or your dong to fall out the side if you're laying in a certain position. Of course. Right? Of course. And they're, like, tattered as fuck. She found them and she thought that, like, I guess... I just don't have many undies. And she was like, apparently just said, she's like, oh, Stephanie, I must get him new undies. Steph's like, no, 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 no. He fucking, he likes these. She's like, what? It's like, yeah, he wears them to bed. She's like, she was like disgusted at them. Which is, which honestly is understandable. They're foul, but they're comfy as fuck. And you do need to have your boys breathing, as you You said. You've got to have the boys breathing at night. Have to breathe. Nude, boxes, or very haggard undies. I don't have the lad. I've I've first two old. I go with. You don't have any like a haggard old pair of undies or boxes. I got haggard old boxes, not undies. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to haggard undies. We'll press on. Yeah. Good day, Tom Eddie. Down Dave. Hunting dribblers. Some awesome cowboy dribbler back again. Oh, a few months ago in quarantine, there I was playing golf at Moore Park one day there and. Um, I joined the group of two blokes ahead of me and they turned out to be none other than Ruben Garrick and Jack Kowalski of Manly Seagulls fame. Kijewski, bro. I was just wondering who's, who's sort of the most famous bloke you've 
you've played around the golf with. I'll tell you what, though, those two balls can, those two blokes can hit a ball. But yeah, what do you reckon? Um, well, yeah, shout out to uh, Jack Jevsky and was it the the snack Ruben Garrick? Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. And that was a question: Who's the most famous person you played golf with? Yeah, I've been played. Probably your dad, Tom, for you. Yeah, to, to be honest, that is actually it. It's dad. Because I've never played with anyone famous. Actually, on that, my mates were playing yesterday, I think also in Moorpark, and they were behind Brian Fletcher. There you go. Actually, fuck. When, now they're on, on brushes with Lame. I fully forgot. I met Natalie Portman the other day. Yesterday. Really? Uh, yeah, two days ago. No, I mean, met is a bit of an overstatement. Okay. Like, we were down um, by Milk Beach... My mates here from Melbourne, so we were showing him the sights and enjoying a little vegan cigarette. Yeah. And after that, we were just sitting chilling, and she's like walking behind me. I didn't even see her, and I wouldn't recognize her. I don't I haven't seen many of her right. films, but he sees her, and I just see him like start to wig out and just like, oh, like almost like start convulsing. He gets he's a huge Star Wars guy, so he freaked out. He's like, "Oh, Natalie, like, can I please get a photo? Is that okay?" And her husband just turns around and goes, "Nah, not now, mate. Sorry." Oh, <laughs> where were you? At Milk Beach in Vaucluse. Was she like laying down? No, no, no. She was with her husband and her kid. They were doing like the coastal walk. I mean, look, I can understand Natalie not wanting to stop for mm. a photo with it's your fair, mate who's like convulsing over her. After she, after she did walk past like five or it's six a secure, other It's a safety thing. Just to all go, oh shit, was that Natalie Portman? Yeah, right. Was well, she as yeah. beautiful in person as she is? She is. Like, you don't yeah. expect it, but yeah. fuck. For someone who's been acting for that long as well. Well, why would she be ugly? No, because she's, she's been acting for that long. Well, because she's old. He's saying uh, she's okay. <laughs> she's old. She's not that old, bro. Look, I know you just got out of crèche, bro, but she's yeah. like in her thirties, dude. How old is Natalie Portman? Look that up. She, we were, yeah, we worked this out. I bet she's not but that she old. She was in films yeah, she, in like the nineties. Yeah, bro. Which is, which is you now know what like I mean? thirty years ago or something. That shit. doesn't mean she's going to be fucking like look like she's sixty. Um, uh, nineteen eighty-one. So she's forty this year. You can still be hot at 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, fuck yeah, yeah, you can. She uh, is. Case in point. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Dave, I think I forgot to ask, but you said your dog got high. I just needed oh, to yeah, explain that. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about that. Um, yeah, so on Friday, my parents took the dog out in the morning, went to the park, and during the day when they came home, she was a bit nauseous. She was kind of like just really lethargic and kind of got up to walk a couple times and was all wobbly. They said she ate some poo at the park, which they thought was human poo. So Fuck. anyway, and she'd also got vaccinated the day before. So we were like, oh, maybe she's just kind of sick from that. Maybe. Vaccinated for what? Just her like two year injections. Oh, okay. Um, and so anyway, we take her to the vet. We tell them the whole story. The vet says to us, well, if she's eaten someone's poo in the park, there's a good chance that there could be drugs in it because. Well, How what? do you know it's human poo? I don't know. I wasn't at the park. Right. But my parents were pretty That's sure. That's a great question. And they said it's not the first time she's done it. Your dog's um, a shit eater. Yeah, but anyway, so the guy said to us, well, if she's eating poo at the park, there's a good chance that someone who's done the poo probably wasn't sober. So they got a drug test, we're sitting in the waiting room waiting for 20 minutes, and then the dude comes out with a little drug test card and just goes, yep, your dog's a stoner. Oh, so really? High for like the last Maybe it was your shit, Dave. Do you remember pooing at the park? <laughs> you know, I don't remember, but you know. But is know. it something that you're capable of? <laughs> Look, I can take a poo. And, and I could get myself to a park. If and I you also to. don't mind the, uh, the 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 vegan cigarettes. So, yeah. you know. I'm quite sure it wasn't my poo. We can't rule it out, though, ate. at this point, yeah. right? We can't rule it out that yeah. maybe your dog ate your shit. 
I'm just very happy that it was someone's shit at the park and that they saw it because if not, I would have been blamed like straight Dude, away. Taking a dump at the park's a huge yeah. day. Huge mm. day. Unless you have to. Like, I can't, you can't knock someone. If you've got to go and it's like a difference between shit in your pants. Or when you've got to go, you've got to go. I get that. But. Because I've, I've been in those situations before. I've had to shit. And... A poo in the parks, it's bold. Yeah, but if you need to shit. Have you pooed in a park? I've shit in public before. On the ground? Uh, yeah, I shit in a bush. But like camping or? No, dude. No, no, like I was like, oh, I'm about to crap my pants. And I've done it in a bin once as well. <laughs> in a bin. Yeah, but you're a special breed, mate. Well, mate, I'm just telling you. Like if I got to go, I've got, I've got sympathy or empathy for people. Did he take a shit in the laundry as well or something? No, I didn't do that. I was. Almost. You did do that. No, I didn't do that. I was drunk and I was staying with my mother. Didn't and... you poo in a basket or something? No, I didn't poo in a basket. I was. Well, we know this could have been your poo. Mum found me. Mum found you know. Seriously, bro, I'm starting to think this is Tom. Well, what what park was it? Lion Park, where the ferry is in Rose Bay. That's near where that I live. Pretty close. That's to near where I live. Yeah. I can't rule it out at this point. But no, I didn't poo in a basket. Just for everyone that knows, or just for the record. Um, and now maybe we can't rule out whether I was the one that pooed in Lion Park. <laughs> no, the jury's out on that one. We press on. Yeah. G'day, Tom and Eddie, Dior Dave, punters and dribblers. This is Simo of Beadman Carroll fame. Look, lads, I'm just uh, ringing into the hotline today celebrating Valentine's Day with my new newlywed wife, uh, Evie, of backing vocals dribblet fame. And, um, yeah, look, uh, having a tremendous afternoon just um, wanted to ring up with a bit of uh, brushes with fame of the Rugby League Royalty Bloodline variety. And um, so, uh, yeah, look, um, Friday we uh, got married, Friday the 12th. Um, and uh, we were, our, our ceremony was blessed by Dally Messenger the third of grandson of the great Dally M fame. Tremendous. And, um, yeah, needless to say, uh, tremendous bloke, probably best and fairest of our ceremony. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, look, it was a wonderful day. Um, and we were pretty lucky, obviously, with the pending lockdown that happened just before we got married at, at midnight. So, um, anyway, look, yeah, Eddie, I know you've got some nuptials coming up soon, mate. So, uh, if you want to be blessed by, uh, some rugby league royalty, then uh, reach out. Otherwise, um, hope you boys are looking after uh, the wonderful Steph and, and Ella. And um, yeah, uh, beers soon, Tom. Nuptial beers soon, Eddie and Dave. Um, hope you've uh, dropped a I own a podcast, Valentine's Day pickup line, and maybe get a shag tonight. So um, Valentine's Day shag beers for you too. Anyway, love you, fellas. All the best. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Well, firstly, congratulations, Simo Marie Sergil, there on the uh, the marriage to beautiful Evie. Dave, did you get a Valentine's Day? I did not, but maybe that's because I didn't tell anyone that I have a podcast. That's so. almost certainly the reason. Yeah. Eddie, did I see you do something yesterday for Valentine's Day that looked very big lift of you? Yeah, it did. It looked, and I don't know, you're, you're not one to share on here, and obviously it, it pisses me off because I come here, I talk about pooing in the parks and shit, and you just sort of keep this stuff very quiet. 
They want it. The people need to hear. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what we did. And I'll tell I you. I saw what, a photo you, yesterday. And punters and dribblers. Very beautiful. There was fucking like a table in a park and you're popping champagne and shit. So I'll tell you what we did. And feel free to use this if you, if you need inspiration moving forward. Now, Valentine's Day is a G up for a couple of reasons. It's a complete load of shit. A, it, they, they try and entice you into fucking spending a shitload of coin. And B, if you do want to go somewhere for dinner or lunch, you got to get the banquet, and it's like seven hundred a head, and it's fifty courses of shit you don't want. Yep. And they might give you a free glass of bubbles on the way in, but like, bruh, really? It's also a one way street Valentine's Day. There's nothing happening for you. Like, it's for like, man. mate. So I was like, Elsa, do you want to go up the park and have a uh, and have a, a picnic? She's like, Yep, sounds great. So I was like, Sweet, I'll nip up the road and I'll get our I'll get some pastas from Fourth Village. Fucking great pasta. Doesn't break the bank. Got uh, some goat's cheese because you like goat's cheese and Who some crackers. Like goat's cheese? Bang! Whacked it into a bag. Then I got a bottle of wine. I got a beer, and then I got some the margarita mix left over from my twenty first. That's 21st. what I saw you doing. Left over from the thirtieth, rather twenty one. Fucking hell! <laughs> wow. From my thirtieth, uh, whacked the, the the shaker in there. Got a table from downstairs. Two like chairs that you take to the park into the car up the road. Nice spot. No one there. Set it up. Thanks for coming. Piece of piss. I mean, certainly doesn't sound like a piece of piss. Sounds like a bit of big lift from you there. You're, you're, but like, it doesn't. But like, you it's, don't have to go and fucking you don't spend, have to a go spend a million dollars. No. And I had a lot of the ingredients sitting around. But yeah, it was nice of me. Sure, right. it was. Is it? Is it? Is it a panty dropper? It's up to you. Yeah, yeah. Take that. Take you know. Make of that what you will. Make I that hope, what you will. I hope that the uh, the dumbbells are listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, so, did, like, I've never got anything for Valentine's Day, put it that way. Have you? Did you get anything? Did I get anything? No. Well, no. 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 No, you didn't. The answer's no. <laughs> no. No, you didn't. Um, and neither did I. But I will say this, actually, in fairness. I got Steffi some flowers just delivered to the house. Sunflowers. Fuck roses on Valentine's Day. Roses are lame. Mm. Sunflowers are where it's at, in my opinion. Um... But she did look after me essentially all weekend, so that was my val. I feel like that was the gift she gave me because hmm. I was fucked. That's a gift. And having to look after a child when you're sick is actually very tough because they don't know and they don't care, and so you've got to run around. Tom, and- it sounds like you were spoiled. I was a little bit, yeah. And it was like she had two babies in the house. She had a real one, and then she had a 32-year-old baby who was like fucking you know, aching and couldn't do anything. So big lift from her. Nice. Let's move on. Tom, Eddie, Dior, punters and dribblers, it's the Red V dribbler here of nothing notable fame. Wanted to dribble to come into bat for my beloved Dragons after they copped what I thought was an unjustified licking on last week's pod. Firstly, just wanted to point out that unfortunately you boys glossed over Kate Ellis in the same squad this year, who's not only a Dubbo Junior, a notable nut trucker, but his first name is Kate. Uh, Tom, you mentioned you think the Dragons are a good shout for the spoon this year. Yep. I'd love to bet you a case of Globes that they will make the top eight in Done. 2021. Done. Uh, and we'd be more than happy for your case to be a podcast, Top of the Heat sponsored case, and mine to be store-bought. No. I'm that confident the Red V will play finals footy I'll, this year. I'll buy it. Uh, finally, Mate. my main reason for the dribble, this I'd like to here? address the dirty merger club slurs and bring up a part of Manly's history I haven't heard mentioned on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dior, you may not be aware of this, as they probably didn't have Optus C7 Sport in your creche at the time. <laughs> but in the early 2000s, Manly themselves were a proud DMC, competing as the Northern Eagles for a few seasons. 
So, Tom and Eddie, I feel that you guys banging on about DMC is a bit similar to being the old creepy bloke in the nightclub, definitely wearing a belt with his off-the-rack suit pants that don't fit, talking about how marriage sucks and you should never get married, only for everyone else around him to know the truth that he actually tied the knot a few years back, but it all just ended in tears and he now looks very bitter at the end of it. Anyway, boys, love your work and beers at North Sydney League soon. Take that bet. Take the bet. Uh, 100%. That bet is on. Get into our DMs so we've got who you actually are. There is no way the Dragons make the top eight this year, and I am more than happy to bet a case of blokes. I won't get a comped case from the King, Denon Kemp. I'll just fucking buy it. But I won't have to buy it because the Dragons will not make the top eight. Um, So that bet's on. Dave, could you, for the sake of our memory, just go and remind us how many years Manly were merged with the fucking North City Festival? Three. Whatever. I think this is something that a lot of these DMC fans, like old mate here of nothing notable fame, uh, and Tigers fans of, you know, Salty X fame. So it was 99 to 03. Okay, four years. Easy. Um, There was a time when Manly were merged with the North Sydney Bears and the Northern Eagles, right? That's indisputable. That 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 was what it was, right? Yeah. They are no longer that. They, they saw the light. There's that doesn't exist anymore. Manly went fuck these losers. Let's get back to come to what we're doing right. No, 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 no. And the, then we win. Comp. The NRL forced them to, and they yeah. go, no, we're not doing it. And they fought tooth and nail to get out of it. It's like when the Rabbitohs got kicked out of the comp. Yeah, they fought tooth and nail to come back. Same thing. Are you trying to tell us the Rabbitohs have only been playing in the NRL for like you know what was it? They come back in 2002 or whatever. Let's say they come back 2002. You saying they've only been in the comp for 18 years? No, something happened. They then had to get through that, yeah. and now it's just back to the Rabbitohs. Manly yeah. is still Manly. They were a Manly were, club. They, yeah, but they were forced against their will yeah. to become one, and they they fought tooth and nail to undo a horrible wrong. The Northern Eagles were a dirty merger club. Manly's not a dirty merger club. No. Manly is a fucking proud, famous NRL club. It's like the Balmain Tigers, proud and famous, gone, gone. Not a dirty merger. They are Western Suburbs Magpies, proud, gone. Illawarra Steelers. Proud, gone. St. George Dragons. Proud, gone. What about the St. George Illawarra Dragons? They're now here. And, and they a are merger. a dirty merger club. Yeah. That's how it works. Didn't know we needed to explain that again, but we did, and well, that's how it works. That's what it, I mean, DMC fans, unfortunately. They don't get it. They don't get it. They're, get they're it. so conflicted. They've got their heads in their sand. They're so conflicted. They're conflicted. What do they do? They're like, I... Well, they live in conflict. Yeah. They live in um, conflict. So, look, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. And well done on getting rid of your best player, who's now done his ACL, which is sad. Feel sorry for him there in Cam McInnes. But well done on getting rid of your best player. That'll probably help in your uh, your premiership charge. No, that should help. That should be good. That should be good. Tyson Brazil went as well, didn't he? That That'll should help good. win the That should help win the best. That should help win get him to the top eight. Yeah. Um that's exciting for you. I mean, fuck. Case of blokes. I should probably start saving put the money away now. You should, dude. Because uh, you're in trouble. Yeah. Right, last dribble. Oh, that's true. Well, here it's, we go. It's Long day. Swanee. Yeah. Swanee. This is the big horse dribbler. Big horse by name, small horse by nature. Of mates with Alex Swanton, of famous tips in the eighth at, at the Meadows fame. Wow. Sitting here on a uh, glorious Bundy Sunday. Sucking the life out of a peach vape like I was Mr. Kirk Catewell's Robin. We're, ble- we're blokes. We're blokes to the walls. We've had blokes everywhere. In our mouth, on our, in our hands, a couple in our feet. They're everywhere. 
Uh, Swanee's cooking us a, a masterpiece here. The bloke's talents are fucking endless. So it's got a spectacular paella on, on cook here. Paella? Listen, the reason for the call is I've got a bit of an apology to make to one of you. Uh, it's not you, Tom. It's definitely not you, Turncoat Dave. And it sure as hell isn't Nelson, fucking dirty turncoat. It's you, Mr. Eddie. Uh, you may remember me from uh, Australia po- alleged Australia Post bedshit fame of uh, delivering the, the glorious punters and dribblers cap, or not delivering it, rather. And you see you there all day. Um, package is meant to arrive Christmas Eve. Yeah, this is you. Which it never did. Also, we thought um, a lot of information has come to light since we've got uh, we've got the caps, we've got them, I got them, I'm wearing it. Uh, stumbled into Mum Dad's house the other day and saw these glorious, glorious caps sitting there on the bench. When I approached Mum, she fucking denied everything. <laughs> said doesn't know where they came from. Everything. Obviously, she's old as shit, and her memory is fading. Um, but that's no fucking excuse in my book. So I've pressed her for information. She's just denied everything. Obviously, she's just absolutely shit the bed and forgot <laughs> that she opened my mail. Uh, probably thought she ordered the, these fucking hats. Obviously, she's not cool enough to do that. Uh, anyhow, rest assured, she's been dealt with accordingly, punished. Uh, she's currently living in a cage, being fed food scraps, and she won't see daylight for another week. Um, so the punters and dribblers' hats are like rightly placed on Swanee and the big horse's head, and we're representing them shire wide, as we should. So, yeah, apologies to you, Edward, um, and Australia Post, I guess, it, although they've definitely let me down on more occasions than, than one. Um, think you can attest to that. Anyhow, bloke soon, beer soon, turncoats never. All right, well, the big horse, there we go. So that's that's one less Australia Post bet we've got to deal with. Listen at line, because it did say arrived. Yep. You know what I mean? Tracking yep. coats that arrived. Now, it leads us into if you haven't received yours, then get in touch via the Hellsport Instagram inbox because we just need to do a bit of a stock take. Yes. Now, we will be matching your name against <clears throat> records of purchase, so don't try and fly in there. Don't try and, and, try and rip off the fucking... Essentially, the pun on the dribbler. Yeah. So get in touch, and we will get in touch back. Re, what the fuck is going on? Because they're coming. They are coming. There's more hats coming. Now, we may have been forced into another minimum order, which is good news for punters and dribblers the world over, because there's going to be another limited run. Real limited. And when I say limited, I mean fucking limited. So if you're one of those losers that missed out, who didn't press, pull the trigger and, and act when you had the opportunity, it's your lucky day. Yeah. Because there's another offering available. That's all we'll say. Keep your eyes peeled. We're thinking maybe the end of March. It's probably going to be the end of March at best because of Chinese New Year and all the things. Apparently Chinese New Year in China goes for like six months. Yeah. But, you know, anyway, we'll get there. That's what we've been told. 
Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, shout out to the big horse's mum for opening his mail. I feel like mothers love to do that they shit. Love they, they love it. They love to go through your stuff, your personal effects. They love it. Good to know they were sitting there. Shout out to Swanee for cooking a paella and giving the boys great tips. Loved um, them. Keep them coming. Keep tips coming, P's and D's. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. We love them. We love them. We all love money. We love punting. So we will continue. Uh, but that's it this week, Eddie. That's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? 